What is good, ladies and gentlemen? This is episode six of your mom's favorite threesome, and it is Bedlam Week. We've got an absolute jam-packed show for you. We're going to be running one show this week because it is Thanksgiving week. Uh, so we've got a lot to talk about, so let's get right to it. Let me go ahead and introduce Sam Philly. What up? And Antoine Chicago. Okay, chill. <laughs> Antoine is here. What's up, God. y'all? How's everyone doing? Good. Doing good, man. How are you? Ready to get this started. Yeah, man. Yeah, absolutely. It was a, uh, it was a fun week in the sports. Like I said, we are previewing... Or we're going to recap uh, the weekend and give you a quick little preview uh, for you guys to listen to this week while you're making your rounds to the family, uh, you know, uh, getting ready for Thanksgiving. So pretty excited for this episode. So let's get right to it. Um, watched a lot of football on Saturday. Um, obviously started off with a, a little bit of a uh, back and forth game with uh, OU Iowa State. I think we were all kind of knew this is what it was going to be like. Luckily, OU was able to pull the win out, and I'm uh, pretty happy about it. Sam, what did you think of the game? Well, I think first and foremost, uh, the defense was fantastic on Saturday. Um, they were the key. They're the reason why OU won. Uh, kind of reminds of the early part of the season uh, where they were making big plays. Um, the offense gave them no help, unfortunately, um, but – on a day, on that day, they really handled things well. Um, Iowa State came in and gave up only 12 sacks all year, added seven more to it with uh, the seven sacks that OU had uh, on Saturday. I think they had something double-digit tackles for loss, uh, three turnovers. Um, I mean, they just played their asses off, and it's you know it's just unfortunate that they cannot put a complete game together because if they could, it's like if they could have the offense that they had played with against someone like Tech or even TCU with this kind of defensive performance, I mean, this season would be a completely different story. But now we're going into it um, where I'm looking at Bedlam and wondering uh, which, you know, which team is going to show up. Yeah. Do you do you guys, like, what's what's going on with Caleb Williams, man? Is it is it people are figuring him out or is he just playing awful? I don't, I don't think it's figuring it out. I think it's the scheme. Um, we're kind so you of, think it's more Lincoln Riley? Yes. I, I'm going to put a lot of this on Lincoln. Yeah, still. he even admitted to it after the game that he put him in bad spots. I mean, they talked about Caleb's hand, you know, last week. They said this week it really wasn't an issue. Um, but honestly, it's just the play calls, man. Once again, it was like we were kind of had some momentum in the game, and we went out there and first play, uh, you know, first and ten, we we chunk up a hail mary again, and I'm just like. I'm so tired of it. I just don't understand where are these screens, where are these quick throws across the middle, things like that to, you know, try to let your guys do some work. You know, one of the things I was talking about last show and uh, honestly the last few weeks is how good are these receivers because it, it, I'm getting to the point where I, I'm, I don't understand why guys aren't getting open. You know, I, is, the, is the routes too long? Is everybody out, you know, just – Running downfield and then you know making uh, making their cuts too late to where Caleb's already on the run and kind of has to zone in on one guy or I, I don't know it's very bizarre because you would think with all these five star receivers Caleb Williams who can extend the play that guys would be getting open and we're just not seeing a lot of it. Well, and I think too, and I agree. I do put quite a bit on Lincoln. Uh, I think Saturday was a big freshman moment for him. I think he really struggled seeing the field because they showed numerous times that if he 
just sat a little longer on a route, guys were getting open. He, Joe Clad even he showed it right there on TV that he showed a couple instances where Marvin Mims, if he just waits a little longer, makes a little ex- extension, Marvin Mims is going to get open. Jeremiah, he had Jeremiah Hall on that interception he threw. He had him wide open on the left side. He's just not seeing the field very well right now. Um, which uh, is what you got have to c- deal with when you're uh, got a true freshman quarterback who doesn't exactly know the whole playbook yet. Yeah. Um, when it comes to the screens and stuff, I agree. I don't know where it's not at. I don't know why they aren't being called more. They do. They have some incredible drag route plays they don't call. But I'm also wondering too if Lincoln's a little hesitant with his offensive line. If he believes his offensive line can hold long enough for these plays to you know, work themselves out, extend, and then someone's popping open. Because this offensive line has shown that by OU standards, they're pretty below average this season. And that's been a real issue. It's been a real issue all season. Um, but I'm wondering if these certain kind of plays, if he's reluctant to call them because of how they, how he believes they may handle it. Yeah. yeah, and I know you guys have to be, as OU fans, have to be extremely frustrated just – I feel like they made a big adjustment. Something changed on the defense because the defense is playing a lot better than they were earlier this season. But then for the offense to just completely go, you know, go suspect on you guys, like I know that has to be extremely frustrating, especially, you know, with you, you know, having hopes to win the Big Big 12 championship. Well, I mean, it's just you watch all these years of them not having a defense. And know. then they finally have a defense, and, and it's being wasted. Man. Yeah, and that's that's the biggest issue. That's and that's just pure OU. When you have those elite offenses, and they were wasted by terrible defenses. I mean, it's 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 just completely frustrating to watch. Yeah, and, and Iowa State's also a good team too. So their scheme now, their defensive yeah. scheme is very frustrating. It's it gives a lot, even more seasoned quarterbacks in this conference. It gives them a lot of problems. Um, it, they're running basically a three three five, but those linebackers run like safeties and can cover well. So you basically almost have like eight DBs out there and you're, you're, you have three, you got three rushing, but at the same time too, those three linemen, the two, uh, the two DNs are guys who are probably going to be playing on Sundays. So it's just, it's for a true freshman, it's a frustrating look. Um, you know, it's, it's a great defensive scheme by Iowa state, but it's one that people have had, they Texas Tech just put up forty something on them last week. I mean, and Texas Tech doesn't have the players that OU does, so that's where it's frustrating to me. So it's you, it's the coaching, yeah. yeah so it's, go I'm ahead. Sorry, go I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm just saying, ladies it, first. <laughs> it is frustrating not to know what team's going to show up week in week out. You know, I mean, obviously defense comes up big. This game shouldn't have been close had the offense capitalized. I mean, I remember thinking at one point it was like pretty sure we just stopped Iowa State like four straight possessions with zero points to show for it and I'm thinking I understand some games you're just going to have a uh, you know a defensive battle and that's fine but you know obviously being a high caliber offense like what we think OU has you, you expect to be able to score some points man take some pressure off the defense and we did that for a little bit and you know kind of let Iowa State creep back in there to make a game out of it but that game should have been over uh, much sooner than that. Well, let me ask you guys another question. If 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 OU goes out and loses the Big 12 championship, right? Well, they have, to win, you, they have to win this week. Right, they, if they yeah. win this week and yeah, then they, they go and they, and they lose it, yeah. how do you feel about Lincoln Riley as your coach going further? To start out as the number two team in the country at the beginning of the season, 
And you know, they kind of they kind of did you guys a little bogus with the with the with the rankings. But to to lose that game against Baylor, and then to lose in the Big Twelve, and you guys feel like it's the system that's causing you know this lack of offense. How do you feel about Lincoln Riley going? Well, the problem is, is that this is the first time I I mean any OU fan can feel like this in Lincoln system. Um, really? Yeah. Oh, the, yeah. They've offensively. Yeah. Offensively. Even last year, even even when they like had this. a few struggles last year, they were still putting up points. Um, so but no, not. this is this is the most frustrating offense OU's had under Lincoln ever. Yep, for sure. Under Lincoln, I mean, ever. They even the Jalen Hurts years, they still were moving the ball, and it's and watching that game Saturday, I was watching with a buddy Tony of ours, and we both noted many times when they would do replays. It's almost you kind of wish that Caleb would, in a sense, have a little bit of Jalen Hurts mentality, where if the first two progressions aren't open, run. Right. Because I don't know how many running lanes he had while sitting in the pocket. While well, I appreciate him sitting in the pocket, him sitting in the pocket is something that Spencer wouldn't do all year. Spencer would sit for maybe a second, then immediately take off. But you would watch these pockets that open. That if he just says, "All right, fuck it, I'm going to run." With his running ability, as you saw with the second play of the game, uh, he has elite running ability that he can, instead of going for an incompletion, maybe you pick up five, six yards and keep a drive going. It's almost like you want him to have kind of that mentality, but also at the same time, I appreciate the patience that he has in the pocket. Yeah. Um, I will say the one thing, too, is that you can see him pressing at times. Part of me does think that that is a – a bit of Lincoln's fault, not because of the play calling, but because that uh, that of him taking a quarterback out, like he did in Baylor. Now I'm just put that Baylor like issue. Is I'm gonna put, yeah, and that can hurt the confidence. No, he needs to get his confidence that's back. That's what I was saying. Yeah, and I think he. I'll put some of that Baylor stuff on the in, hand injury, but he cannot. I'll say this: I don't care. I mean, if he doesn't play well against OSU, I mean, it's OSU's defense is legit. So, but if he doesn't play, but he has to stick with him. Absolutely, no. And let's uh, let's do this because obviously I'm going to preview Bedlam this week. Let's talk about OSU real quick, and then we'll sum it all up with a uh, with a preview for this weekend. Um, OSU goes out there and does what they do, and that's suffocate the offense. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I kept looking at that game, and it was like. Tech twenty eight yards in the second quarter. Four, you know, I think they finished with like forty something yards in the second quarter. Uh, you we know, finished first like one hundred eight altogether. One hundred eight to finish the entire game. I mean, absolutely phenomenal defensive performance from a Tech team that, yeah, I know they're not great, but they had just hung, like you said, what forty plus points on uh, Iowa State, who is the second best defense in this conference. I look, there's a lot to say about it. Offensively, they did what they had to do um, just to kind of give the defense a little bit of confidence. Like, okay, we, we scored some points. Y'all just keep doing your thing. Um, it's it's scary, man. It really is. That, that defense um, is looking pretty solid. But to counteract, I mean, yes, to touch on OSU, OSU did exactly what we said they needed to do. They were focused. The defense went out and was lights out. So where the point, the offense – I mean, I think te- I think OSU may have had ten points at halftime, ten to thirteen. I mean, even that would have still been enough. But I mean, they don't have to go out and score thirty, forty plus points. Nope. They can score that and be just fine in the game. So that is a that is a scary point about them. But to counteract, I mean, 
OSU's offense isn't exactly anything to write home about. They're 63rd in the nation. No, we all know that the defense is. So if OU's defense can play like they did Saturday, yeah, I mean, OSU's <laughs> defense will play that. I mean, we're talking about a game that might be 10-3. to 3. Right. I mean, here's the deal. We're ragging on OU's defense because it is different than what we've ever seen. However, I'm, I'm pretty sure, I th- I'm 90% sure, I, OU is still the top Big 12 offense in the, uh, in the conference. Even with all the struggles we've had this year with a couple bad games and all that, they're still leading the Big 12 in uh, yards per game and everything. Mm-hmm. So it's not like OSU is going to see an offense that is just completely you know, stagnant and doesn't have anything going for them. Obviously, they're, they're still putting up some yards. The last two games have not been pretty. I mean, obviously, that that's kind of odd. I think Lincoln's in a little bit of a slump uh, calling, game, uh, calling plays. Um, but it will be a test that OSU has not has not seen this year and you got to i mean i get it every uh every game's different i mean every year's different but there's got to be something in the back of the OSU's mind especially uh Gundy's that OU's own them you oh know? yeah 100% that's that's OSU does not have an offense OSU does not have an offense that can keep up well use Let's get that straight. If the defense isn't coming out there balling and doing what they need to do, there's no way OSU's offense can keep up with OU's. If OU's offense is hitting on all yeah, cylinders, they can click, yeah. you know, the last couple <laughs> few weeks hasn't looked that great, but when OU's offense looks good, it's like one of the top offenses in the country. I so. think you, I think you got to stop the run. You got to stop uh, OSU sl- from running running sl- the ball. Yeah, slow worn down, and then. Prevent the quarterback run. Mm-hmm. I think if you do those two things and force Spencer Sanders to um, throw the football, I think we're going to get pressure on him, and I think he can make mistakes. I think that really is the key to the game yeah. is keep him in the pocket, make him throw, and uh, just continue to put pressure on him. Well, yeah. I mean, if Spencer Sanders beats you throwing, uh, then, I mean, if you could slot the run but he still beats you throwing, then they're just there's the better team. Yeah. That's the fact. I mean, Spencer Sanders is a—he's been playing much better since that second half in Texas. Um, probably some of the best football he's played in his career at OSU. Uh, but yeah, if you can—if he can beat—if he's the one who beats you with his arm, not with his leg or with the running game, then yeah, then they're just going to be—that's just a better team that day. Yep. Tip your but hat and go on. Yep. They need to focus again. It's like we said the last couple weeks. They need to focus on the run. OU, getting Kennedy Brooks and Eric Gray go, uh, going, and then getting some QB run with uh, Caleb going. That needs to be the first. Uh, right now, that needs to be a mentality for this team. Because as shown again on Iowa, against Iowa State on Saturday, when they had success running, they immediately went off. They went straight to pass, and it just it shut everything down. Yep. You know, I mean, that's the thing is, obviously, ever. I mean, get on Twitter. Get on OU Twitter, and uh, you'll – Find out quickly that everyone wants OU to run the football. Run the football. Let take some pressure off Caleb Williams, uh, having to throw the football and run the football because it seems like when we stay stay with it, or that's where we're finding the success. Now here's the deal. I mean, unless you're not from here, everyone knows what this game means. It's Bedlam this week. OU has to win to get into the Big 12 championship. But if they do win, they're going to turn around and play OSU the next week after that. So at this point, I think you have to pull out all the stops. Yeah, open up the bag. Absolutely. All the tricks. Because I think this team is good enough to just beat OSU straight up by doing what what they do. It's just so you don't worry about showing too much this week and, you know, turn around and do it again the next week. But you've got to pull it all out. Run Caleb. 
I mean, wor- what's wor- worst worst case that happens? You run him too much, he gets injured. Well, you still got Sp- Spencer Sanders, or Spencer, Spencer Rattler. Rattler, excuse me, Spencer Sanders. Uh, to, to, I know it's weird with the Spencer. <laughs> <Batters, Spencer. laughs> uh, you still got him at the helm. Who could go in and win you a football game? I mean, let's not be, you know, let's not forget. I mean, he won ten games last year. I mean, he's still a he was the Heisman favorite going into the year. I don't think you worry about protecting Caleb enough to where. Uh, you limit what he does, and what he does is an elite runner. I mean, he's an athlete. He's a freak athlete. You do what you got to do with him, and you got to run him more. Yeah, you got to run him. You got to get him involved in the running game. It's what they started to do last week against Iowa State, and they found success. Um, but to the point, I'm not trying to run him to where he gets hurt. No, because no, I, I will mean, say that. Yeah. Don't be scared. Don't play scared because that's the thing. What well, they, makes, you don't play scared but, all together. But that's also up to like Lincoln has to. I don't know. Like, the the last few weeks, I feel like Caleb's going to go in there kind of rattled. And, you know, you can't be rattled against OSU's defense. No. but you I cannot also, be rattled. I also think this is not a good defense for Spencer to come into. No. With them, with they, they're, they're a Absolutely heavy blitz not. team. Yeah. That offensive line is shaky. And he him, he will, be, he will take off. He, as yeah. soon as the ball snaps, he's taking off and running. This is just not a good defense to where he just has to come in. I'm just uh, – I, I understand what you guys are saying. I'm just saying don't let – you know, um, the, like worrying about him getting hurt or anything like that. Don't let that play into the game plan because you just got to go out there and you got to win this game. I mean, yeah. obviously, playoff hopes are not gone, especially after Oregon losing, but they're they're far out there. Right now, you got to focus on win this game, go win a Big 12 championship, and c- continue to build off the success into you know winning a bowl game, get, you know getting ready for next year because. I mean, unfortunately, it took one game for Sooner fans to feel deflated because if you're not making the playoff, it's like, well, what are you doing then? Yeah, and that's just kind of the standard here. You know, OSU's got everything to play for. This is their first Big 12 championship game that they'll be going into. Um, so they obviously want to win this game to have their playoff hopes, uh, which are completely still intact. Um, yes, this is their first Big 12 title game they're going to. They have won a Big 12 title, but that was when they didn't have the title game. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, Antoine's giving looks like, <laughs> what are you talking about? He's like, I know they want a big call title. Yeah, exactly. So, I was for sure thinking I, that I, a Jeremy Black. Let's also let's also preface this yeah. by saying that this all is pretty good that we're just saying that Baylor's going to beat Tech. Remember, right. Jerry Bohannon might not play against Tech. He got hurt against the K-State. I mean, the kid came in and played pretty well against K-State. Um but that's just prefacing that we're saying that they're going to beat Tech. I mean, that game's always kind of a weird one, so I'm not going to just completely say that they're going to just they're going to beat Tech yet. Right, right. Um, but again, if OU loses and Baylor loses, then OU's in the Big Twelve title game because right. that will take care of business. Is Baylor, kind of uh, yeah, take you want to handle your business with a win, yeah. not with a loss and then another team's loss. Yeah, but I get yeah I get what you're saying. Uh, that being said, I think oh she's going to win. Uh, that's my as big a Sooner fan. I think OSU's going to win. I, again, so I'm pre- said that. I'm going to say it's a close game, and because I'm prefacing that also that OU defense is going to play like they did Saturday, so I'm saying it's probably going to be something like a 17-14 game, which it could go either way. But right now, the most confident unit on the field will be the OSU defense. 100%. And I understand that they're not playing; they're playing a different style of offense, uh, different style of players. But I just. I mean, the way that unit's playing right now is just really impressive. So I think they'll find – I think somehow they'll find a way 
And uh, unfortunately, I think they'll end up getting it done. Preston wants to beat Philly's ass right no, now no, for saying I, that. I respect it. <laughs> you I should respect see it. Preston's face. Oh, my God. Go ahead. Give your take then. Um, I'm going to go OSU. Uh, I just feel like the offense for OU is lacking so much confidence. There is no way they're going to go in there and take on OSU's defense. Um, OSU's defense is hitting on all cylinders. You know, and if you if you asked me earlier in the year who was going to win this game, I definitely would have said OU. OU, even with their lack of defense, just because their offense was so strong. But right now, there's no way I can say that. I think OSU is going to take this game. I think I'm kind of with Philly. I think it's going to be a little higher. I think I'm going to go like 21 to 17 or something like that, OSU. So we'll see what happens. <clears throat> OSU opened up at a four-point favorite, which is always uh, hard to see uh, anytime your boys aren't favored. Um, I think OU is going to have a lot of motivation because they're always the one who's predicted to win. They're always the one who, uh, you know, has to live up to these standards. It's in Stillwater. OSU's got everything to play for in front of them. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Here's the deal. (laughs) Yeah, go ahead, bro. OSU has to prove it to me. Um, that's fair. That's I, that's a fair statement. I think OU gets it done. Um, I think it is a defensive game for a while. Both teams will score a little bit. I'm going to go ahead and take the Sooners 28-21. Okay. Um, I just think that OU will make enough big plays to, uh, to win this game. Uh, OSU, once again, if they can figure out how to uh, make – you know, some big plays, keep Spencer moving, um, making plays with uh, with his legs. OU could be in a lot of trouble. But ultimately, I was very glad to see OU show up last week. You said Spencer. Some, yeah, Spencer Sanders. There's two Spencers. There's a Rattler and a Sanders. Oh, okay, okay. I thought he was talking. My bad. No, no. <laughs> and uh, ultimately, I think they've got some good things going. OU's in a prime position to go out and – "Quote unquote shock the world." So. I will say that again. It's a, it's one of those things that's been like constant the last three games. It'll be one in the trenches. If OU's offensive line can find some time, there are plays being made in that secondary. I mean, OU's secondary is playing well, but it's not playing as well as the front seven is. You can make plays against those DBs. So if they can give Caleb time, you know. Those, we'll see what those receivers can do. But at the same time, too, I do agree. I think OU needs to put up the bag, trick plays, whatever they got. Um, I saw a play yesterday in the Packers game. It was a uh, kind of option-style play with a receiver and the running back. I was like, pull some shit out like that in the game. Do something like that. But, uh, yeah. I mean, and I totally get what you're saying, Preston, uh, about OSU showing it. Um OSU's been favored uh, a few other times uh, over the last, I say, since 2000. I think they've been favored 09 and uh, 13 and 11, and they've gone one and two in those games. And they probably have had the better teams in those games. I mean, this game is this game is kind of res- resembling that 2011 year, but it also kind of resembles the 2013 year when they came in when OU came in and basically kind of shocked them. And then, of course, then they really went on to shock the world when they. Stumped a mud hole in Alabama yeah. a few weeks later. So, speaking, um, speaking of Bedlam, Preston, do you remember uh, the last time we went to Bedlam? 
Do because I, I don't. As I say, I remember. Do you remember? Is the I don't question. remember anything. That was uh, at, yeah. That was a blast, man. Yeah, we drove down there, just tailgated all day. Didn't even go to the game. We just went to the bars and watched we went it to there. Murphy's, yeah. And uh, did yeah. that? Did that in the 2016 year? Went down to Norman. Uh, it was uh, the year they won the Sugar Bowl. Uh, Baker's uh, junior year, and uh, went down there and. I don't know how it happened, but we got around the most obnoxious OSU fans known to man. Like, literally, Jamari is not one of those ones who will fight. He was ready to fight. Jamari, <laughs> Jamari was ready to throw. He was ready to throw down, throw hands. Jamari's not that kind of guy, but he no. was around like three of those dudes, and they were fucking obnoxious Jamari and loud. Getting, he was, he was getting pissed. Oh, he was giving me looks like ass. these motherfuckers right here are. Damn, they need some hands. Hey, let me tell you, I've sat, I've sat in the OSU student section three times uh, for Bedlam games, and uh, <laughs> yeah, um, first one uh, go back to. Um, was that the James Hanna? Was Did you talk about the uh, 2010? Yeah, that Hannah and uh, Cameron s- Kinney. There was actually there was one before that. that the I Cameron Kinney. The, okay, uh, but the James Hanna one. I was there for that one as well. And I'm telling you, after that game was over, the dirty looks I was getting wearing all my Sooner stuff right there in the OSC section. It was like, yeah, I might be trying to get out of here because <laughs> I'm, I'm a little yeah, outnumbered. You were about to get but then smashed. the worst, obviously, was 2013 when. Uh, Oh, you got the shit kicked out of them. That was eleven. That was eleven. Thirteen was when they. Oh, like, Thirteen was that was game. Is like, it was like sorry, so it was a twelve. It was, yeah, 11, it was the weed and black that's, that's what I'm saying. I'm sorry, yeah. I mixed it up. Yeah, and um, sat in the sat in the OSU student section. It was uh, myself and two other OU fans, and I mean. Yeah, we left in the third quarter, and uh, you probably should have a little sooner. Yeah, yeah it, no, I know it was much. It was over way before that, even. And uh, I mean, the the remarks getting when you're leaving a, a student section decked out, no use stuff. Yeah, you uh, they gave it to us pretty good. Well, you know, it happens. It's Bellum not like is, the tally on that is very one sided. So, yeah. Bellum is so much fun. I think one of the best sports sports games I've ever been to in my life was uh, twenty seventeen Bellum. That was Baker. Was that Baker's last year? It was Baker's last year. Sixty-two, fifty-two. Yes, like no defense at all. Yeah, no I didn't defense even at care, all. Dude, yeah, but dude. it was just like so back and forth. Like, dude, that game was nuts. Yeah. How many touchdown passes did Baker throw? Baker I know you threw. Know Baker threw five that game, and he ran another one in, so he had six on the day. Yeah. Uh, dude, threw two. Was, he threw two to Hollywood. Hollywood. Uh, yeah, that was kind of the where the legend of Hollywood became. Um, but, uh, yeah, he threw two to Hollywood, and I think he threw a couple, some of the tight ends to Andrews, and uh, he threw one to uh, uh, Rodney Anderson. Yeah. So and this was in Stillwater, too, and it was just lit. It lit. I was watching it on TV, and it was <laughs> lit. Lit, dude. So. No, anyway, it should be, we should be in for a good one. That's all I know. Win or lose, whoever wins. Hey, I pick I pick OSU to win, but you know – Oh, well, obviously I want we know to win. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I'm just telling you, like, my whole thing, prove it. I get you. You're better, prove it. Yeah. So, um, re- real quick to recap the weekend, some things that are going to be meaningful going into this week. Um, Ohio State, Michigan State. Yikes. Uh, wow. Let's just touch on this for just a second because there wasn't much to talk about other than no. Michigan Ohio State, State made a statement. They made a huge statement. Because I'll tell you what, obviously I think Michigan State's better than Michigan. 
Um, well, they I mean, played it on the field. Obviously, so. obviously, they showed that on the field. You know, there was a night. What it was nineteen points? Michigan State was given um, up in this, and uh, obviously and we that, was, obviously that, that was too much. Yeah, yeah, we, we thought, thought it was, was too much. Well, Michigan is going to be or Michigan is um, Ohio State's favored eight going into this game. Eight now is this in is this in Ann Arbor? Yeah, in Ar- okay. Ann Arbor. Um, I, that's just crazy to me to think that Ohio State, what they just did to Michigan State. Michigan State was never in this game. It was Not, over. No, it was over it before the kickoff. I was so excited. It was like, it back and forth between OU, Iowa State, and this game to just to kind of see how it goes. And every time I switched over, Stroud was throwing another touchdown. They didn't score into the oh, Michigan State didn't score into the fourth quarter, right? Yeah, 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 dude. Oh, they were driving. <laughs> it was a play. They were driving and they were down. 21 to nothing, but Michigan State was driving, and it felt like, you know, this is kind of just something for to get some confidence. And the tight is a play where the tight end is rolling on an Ohio State player, and nothing is down, and the guy knocks it out of his hands, and the fumble, Ohio State recovers. They go score a few plays later. I mean, it's really over. Yeah. And it's just the floodgates just open. I mean, Stroud absolutely uh, made a statement for the Heisman. Uh, unfortunately, um, so did Young for Bama. Bryce Young did. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, did. Look, 32 for 35, 432 yards, six touchdowns. He threw 393 of that in the first half. Yeah. And all six touchdowns. Three. Absolutely uh, incredible. And let me just say this. Obviously, um, everyone knows how good the backs are at Ohio State. I mean, they had guys running all over the field. But these receivers for Ohio State – by far the best in the country. Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, what? Three of them all. Jeez. Three of them have three thousand yards. Or excuse me. Three of them all have a thousand yards each already. Yeah. I after mean, that game, they did coming into the game. Three of them had over seven hundred yards. Yeah. I think. Oh, I don't know about Alave. He might now over have over a thousand. I know uh, Smith and Wilson were actually leading the team in the two top two receivers. But all three of them have over now 800, 900 yards yeah. receiving. I mean, they are absolutely Jeez. ridiculous. Um, they made a real statement against what, coming into it, knew Michigan State's secondary was a massive problem for them and knew they had to control the clock. But And as much as we talk about this offense, I did not expect this from the, Mich- or from the Ohio State defense. Um, the running game, run defense was pretty solid beginning through the air. I mean, they just completely shut Michigan State down through and through on all three phases. Um, made them just look really bad. Yeah. Like absolutely. if I'm Mel, T- if I'm Mel Tucker, I hope that contract went through the fax machine. One hundred percent. Yeah. He better sign it and everything. That's yeah. a tough game to go to get that, to get yeah. that contract and, go and then go there and get put up whooped. seven points. Yeah. You should be embarrassed. And though. when he is a defensive minded coach, and especially when he's a secondary defensive minded coach, and wow. to get roasted like that. Yeah, no, it was, wow, it was not good. Um, obviously, we didn't get to see a ton from Michigan just because they played Maryland. They did everything. They uh, did. They, they took care of They business. did exactly what I I thought this could have some kind of makings of a trap game. They made quick work of that. Yep. Uh, they handled business. Uh, just really went to town on Maryland. I mean, Maryland's an okay team, but Michigan handled them like how the top dog should. Um, so it's setting up for a pretty uh, pretty interesting. Uh, game this Saturday, and then, of course, on the other side of the bracket, Wisconsin, just like Nebraska's done all year, plays all these ranked teams incredibly tough, Just and it gets it down to a one-score game, and they just couldn't finish it out. Um, 
you know, Wisconsin had only given up 34 points the previous six games, and they go out and give 28 to Nebraska, um, which, I mean, that says – I don't know who that says more on. I mean, obviously, uh, Nebraska does play tough in these games, but it's, again, it's looking like it's going to be Wisconsin coming out of the uh, west with uh, either Michigan or Ohio State coming out of the east. Uh, it's going to make for a pretty interesting Saturday on uh, in the Big Ten. Absolutely, and – Everybody knows my take of the Big Ten. Uh, huge fan. <laughs> Not. <laughs> um, He's a hater. You know, I think absolutely um, it, it sets up for what on paper should be a good game between Michigan and uh, Ohio State. Like I said, Ohio State's favored by eight. Uh, they absolutely cover that. And I think they make pretty quick work of Michigan. So you said Ohio State's an eight-point favorite? Yeah. Let's see here. Let's just. I'm just going to go over the seed. Ooh, yeah. I mean, again, it's going to come down to that Michigan uh, defense against that uh, Ohio State offense. And Michigan offensively are predicated on the run. I mean, it's going to be about them controlling the clock, you know, keeping that Ohio State offense off the field. Can they do that? If Ohio State's defense plays like they did last Saturday, hell no, it's not going to happen. Cade, uh, Cade McNamara is not good enough to – I think he's better than Peyton Thorne is, but I, he's not good enough to go out there and beat a team throwing a bunch of passes. I think he's probably throwing more than 20 passes, gosh, maybe a few, t- maybe a handful of times this season yeah. because that running game is so good. Um, so that's what it's going to come down to. Uh, I agree. I think Ohio State is going to win. I think Michigan is going to put up a fight. I think Michigan fans, this is the best team that Harbaugh's had in some time. Uh, I think Michigan and them. Well, Harbaugh never pulls out the big games when he needs to. I know, and it's kind of that, it's kind of the same way. It's kind of the Gundy thing. <laughs> yeah, yep. and um, I don't think they can. I don't think they're going to be able to to stop. I just don't think if they cannot slow down, if they cannot slow down Ohio State and not control the game enough, then then yeah, they don't have the horses to keep up with Ohio State. Absolutely not. So we're all going Ohio State on that one hundred percent. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, For sure. yeah. Um, okay. I think the funnest game uh, last Saturday um, was definitely the Arkansas-Alabama game. This game was fun, man. Yeah. You, you kept kind of thinking Arkansas was falling, uh, falling out of it. Like, okay, like, you know, they could only hang in there for so long. Well, I mean, they just hung around the entire game. And, it was I mean, it really came down to um, – both offenses absolutely going off. Mm-hmm. I mean, like we like we alluded to earlier, uh, Bryce Young throws for 559 yards, five touchdowns. I mean, genius. And Bama needed every bit of that. A- absolutely. I mean, it really took them going off to, to uh, pull out this victory at home. Uh, you know, I, I could have seen this maybe on the – or if they were on the road. But to be at home and do that, I mean, they showed that that defense, I mean – you, they're going to give up a lot of yards. Thirty-five points is obviously uh, a lot of points, but not you know it wasn't like it was in the fifties or something like that. So it's kind of like a bend don't break defense in a in a sense for uh, Alabama standards. For, yeah, for, yeah, exactly for Alabama uh, because uh, Jefferson really kind of did what he wanted in this game. I mean, he he was running the ball uh, uh, pretty well, uh, throwing the ball. He threw for three hundred twenty-six yards, three TDs. You know, it, I'm just saying. The only thing I'm saying about that, I guess, is that it's really kind of opening it up to where, uh, you know, uh, going forward, these teams be like, "Wow, we we really can score in Bama this year." And as long as we play effective and don't make mistakes, Give them uh, confidence. we should be able to hang with them. Yeah. Well, before I touch on Bama, I just like 
as I alluded to the last episode, Arkansas is a good team. It didn't shock me that Arkansas gave them a fight. Um, they've been doing that all year. They've had a few hiccups along the way, but they've been a, a good team all season. Um, their head coach is the real deal, Sam Pittman. He's been an offensive line coach for a long time in the SEC and around college football. He's got that kind of mentality that the team just feeds off of, um, that kind of just you know tough, gritty mentality. Um, I can't remember. It's it's something that we talked about last week that someone, some team was that kind of thing that one of the teams was missing was that grit. Arkansas has it because of him, and and in this kind of game, he threw out he threw the kitchen sink at him. That uh, fake punt touchdown pass was huge uh, in the third quarter. Very nice. Uh, yeah. Keeping them in the game. I, that was kind of one of those moments where you thought, uh, this is it. This is where Arkansas. This is where the dam breaks, and Arkansas is going to get run, and they. Came out and just threw a, threw a wild one at him and kept it going. Uh, I thought the ground game for Arkansas was going to be key uh, for how they handle things, but uh, like I said, KJ Jefferson was awesome. Uh, Traylon Burks was an absolute stud. He ate that secondary for lunch. Uh, their big play receiver. It was a really fun game. I mean, Bama. You know, it, there's more questions about Bama than I think there is anything about Arkansas um, going forward. Jeez, uh, it's. For Bama right now, it just it's more and more looking tougher to me. See, I just I don't see any way they beat Georgia. I just don't see any way they beat Georgia. Yeah, I you think know. every team in the top four except for Georgia. I mean, obviously that's not saying a whole lot, but right. I feel like every team in the top eight except for Georgia, they they just all they have, all have questions. Yeah, they all yeah. have questions. So I, I you know I, it kind of goes back to I mean, do you think Auburn can hang around in this no. game this weekend at all? They just lost to South Carolina. No. Yep. They don't have Bo Nix. They just lost to South Carolina. That was a big yeah. – I was reading a story. It looks, sounds like their coach might be wanting to get out of there. I oh mean, boy. it's just a bunch of rumors that say he might be really interested in that Washington job that's opened up, um, which we'll have to allude to maybe next week or something. We had to touch on some of these college jobs that are open. Oh, my god! Because there is a plethora of really – Yeah, LSU. LSU. Uh, Florida, Jeez. yeah, they just fired Dan Mullen this That's past weekend. Crazy. Yep. Um, but, you know, I don't think – I didn't – they lost South Carolina. I think Alabama's going to – I thought earlier in the season yeah. that Auburn might give them a game, um, but I just have a hard time seeing them, you know, giving them a game, let alone beating them. So this is all just going to be – this is all just set. – it's all setting it up for that SEC title game. Absolutely. Um, I think the big winner of this weekend – Cincinnati, uh, absolutely. You know, someone on this podcast—I won't mention a name—thought um, <laughs> SMU had a shot in this game. You and know, they, they did uh, before the game started. They did when uh, I talked about them. <laughs> and then after that, once the game actually got going, uh, Cincinnati controlled this game from start to finish. And like I said, I ultimately I look for uh, tomorrow night when the playoff rankings come out that they're going to be in the top four. I think they'll be in the top four. I think Ohio State's going to be number two. Um, after that game the other night, I think they'll I think be they two. Have to be, yeah. They have to be. Uh, I definitely think Cincinnati's in the top four, especially after that performance. You're talking about an SMU offense that uh, averages, I think, a little over 40 a game. That Tanner Mordecai's second in the nation, or was second in the nation in passing TDs, um, and he got held to 66 yards passing. I mean, that defense for Cincinnati was absolutely suffocating. Um, the offense was steady, playing great ball. I mean, it was a complete performance. If it wasn't for Ohio State's game against uh, Michigan State, that was the most complete team performance I saw all weekend. Um, just, you know, the Bearcats just really putting it together. Uh, 
it's making for a great American Conference game against uh, Houston. Houston's no joke. Houston's a really good team. No, they just keep and, winning. And they're gonna get. They're gonna give uh, Holgerson and those guys are gonna give uh, Cincinnati everything they can handle. Um, so it should make for a fun championship game. But uh, no, great performance by Cincinnati. They made me look stupid. So congrats <laughs> on that. Um, but uh, no, that was that was a great team win. Well. Obviously, what what kind of opened the the gate, I guess you could say, for uh, for Cincy was Oregon losing to Utah. You Not know, just losing, oh yeah, getting yeah. annihilated, and it, it really was Utah uh, yeah, did. an absolute whooping. I, uh, I actually watched a little bit of that. I watched some of the I watched that first that. half, and they were U- down twenty-one to nothing. And yeah, Utah did like all the little things right to me. First of all, can we talk about their jerseys for a second? Those Utah's, things, the Utah's jer- no, yep. they were gray. They were gray. Oh, they were gray. Yeah, yeah they, they were gray. Like what? Really? It was almost like it was almost like an like army a charcoal gray. Yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah, it was like a charcoal. Yeah, yeah. dude, it though. was it was fire. Yeah, they um, yeah. I mean, look, I I picked against this game, right? Yeah, if I remember yeah. We all we all took or we took we all took Oregon, we took Oregon because, but we took them close. Yeah, I, I yeah. just I just had thought that there's no way with everyone saying Oregon was on the on the uh, upset alert that they would go out there and play the way they did. But uh, my goodness, I mean Utah, Utah looked phenomenal against a team that once again. Let's go to the Pac-12. Uh, obviously, none of us thought Pac- the Pac-12 was any good. I mean, hence why USC is looking for a head coach. Yeah. Um, but they're still sitting at number three in the country at the time. And well, they had the most impressive win of the yeah, season, going absolutely. on the road to Ohio State, Ohio State and, winning. and uh, uh, beating them in the uh, beating them a shoe. And so you, you, they're sitting there and everything in front of them. They can get the Pac-12 into the, the college football playoff, and they go and blow it. I mean, this is typical Pac-12, <laughs> and I mean, I, I'm here for it. <laughs> yeah, Utah. Utah just like I was saying, they did all the little things right. You know, I I feel like sometimes when you go into big games, you could try to make the big plays too often, which could cause a lot of turnovers. And Utah just felt like they kept it simple. They 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 took what was open. I don't know what the fuck Oregon was doing. They just did not look good at all. They looked lackadaisical. They looked like they didn't even care half the time. Um, but Utah just came out and just gave it to them, man. Well, this is classic Utah. They had the best head coach. They had yeah. probably the best staff in uh, the Pac-12. They've had it for as long as Kyle Whittingham has been there. They've had it. Yeah. I mean, they are just steady, a steady team on offense, defense. They play great. Um, the run game was fantastic. Tavion Thomas had three touchdowns, a little around, I think, around 100 yards. Um, you know, Cameron Rising was game managing, didn't do anything to hurt them or put them in a bad situation, just keeping the ship going. And the defense played great. They shut down Anthony Brown in that offense. Uh, the running game for Oregon was non-existent. Um, it was just a, it was another complete team performance. And I honestly now don't know if they're going to split uh, the pack because I think Utah's going to go in and beat them again in the Pac-12 title game, especially after what they just did to them. Um, so Utah, I mean, this is what Kyle Whittingham does. He he can struggle in games, but eventually, as the season wears on, that staff they just tend to always pull it together, and they're right there in the thick of it for the Pac-12 title. I mean, I know a few years ago they were right there in it for to possible playoff berth, um, but they're just always uh, just a completely solid team and one that deserves so much respect. Um, you know, great win. It's a fantastic yeah. win for them. Absolutely. Uh, just to kind of get through it, we'll we'll go ahead and we'll put some picks out on social media for the rest of the games. Um, you know, obviously, like I said, we're only going to have one episode this week because of Thanksgiving. 
and just to kind of uh, save some time and everything, we'll, we'll put some of those picks out there so you can kind of see where we're at. Um, but rivalry weekend, and uh, it should be a good one. So pretty excited for that. Just to um, go ahead and move forward, unless you had anything else you want to. Well, to it's touch just on a couple things I want to add because we'll jump to the ACC real quick too. But my favorite moment of the college football weekend stayed in the Pac-12, and uh, Dorian um, Robinson. It's like he's got a middle name too. He's it's Dorian Thompson Robinson out of U, uh, UCLA, starting quarterback. He's been there for like 18 years. Um, but uh, scored a touchdown early in the UCLA-USC game. Immediately he's running by the uh, wall where the fans are at, and a fan hands him a hat and a Sharpie, and he signs the hat right there, right after he scores a touchdown. Just such a fun, fun move. And, of yeah, course, he gets awesome. flagged 15 yards for unsportsmanlike conduct because – Oh my God! These refs are nothing but bitches and want nothing, no fun in this game. But just if there's a fun award to give out from this podcast, Dorian uh, Thompson Robinson, you are the inaugural winner of that because that was a awesome move. No, that's dope. You know, congrats on you beat the shit out of USC. USC sucks. That's why they're looking for a head coach. But just a fun, just a fun moment uh, for college football. Yep, absolutely. Like you said, real quick, ACC. Just to sum it up. Uh, Wake Forest showed that they really aren't the team that uh, their rank or their their record shows. Clemson, who like you alluded to last episode, still has a good defense. Mm-hmm. They showed it on Saturday. Yeah, I mean they, they took care of business. Um, and you know Wake Forest, it was fun while you were there, but uh, I'll, I'll catch you later. Well, uh, I mean it was gonna, It came down to two. Which one was worse? Uh, the which unit was, uh, was gonna thrive the two worst units either the offense for clemson or the defense for uh wake forest and clearly the offense yeah. for clemson ended up winning and they that looked defense, like they wanted it more yeah and they i mean Dabo does things where he talks about he it sounds very hokey and kind of woe is me but it does have some resonance for the team they came out and showed that the, they feel like they should be respected in some sense they are still clemson um they went out and handled business against Wake Forest. We predicted them they were going to do that. Um, Wake Forest is still a great season for them. They actually still, if they wouldn't get to beat Boston College this weekend, they still get into the ACC title game. I don't know what it is about the ACC and some of their divisions and stuff. They have some really weird rules about wins, losses, whatever. But So go out and handle business against Boston College, and you're still going to be in the ACC title game where they'll most likely face Pitt, who uh, beat up Virginia this weekend. Uh, it was a fun game, actually. I mean, the offenses were playing really well. Um, Kenny yeah. Pickett again. He's fun to watch, man. Kenny Pickett, that dude, that is, he is the ultimate gunslinger in college football. Yeah. Um, a lot of fun to watch. Uh, deserves to be on the Heisman list. Uh, definitely not a guy who's going to end up winning it, but he definitely deserves it because he's carried that pit team all year long. Uh, give a little shout out. Brendan Armstrong played well, too, for Virginia, but – Hitting uh, Wake looks like they're uh, they're on a collision course right now, still for the ACC title. Yep, absolutely, and that will. That'll, uh, I mean, ACC is nothing to talk about really this year, but uh, it will be fun to see how it all plays out. It's nice to see some new faces in there, uh, as opposed to Clemson, Clemson, who's won five straight ACC championships. So. Yeah, well, you know, they say the same thing about OU. By the way, <laughs> I don't know if you guys watched the game all the way, uh, the whole game, but did you see the play when? Um, the quarterback for Clemson, I'm not going to say his last name, so I'm just going to call him DJ. DJ, yeah. He, I, I don't want to. He bo- broke two tackles and on the run through like a 40 yard dart. Oh, no, I, I didn't see Dude, that. Dude, it was, it was sick. Yeah. <laughs> he broke two I didn't, tackles I didn't in the backfield, spent off a guy, 
then on the run through a 40-yard pass, through a 40-yard pass, something like that. You want to talk about a guy who needs something like that for confidence? It's that guy. Yeah. He was a five-star coming in. He was yeah. actually, I think, ranked ahead of Spencer Rattler. I think so, yeah. Um, coming in, and he has been absolute garbage all year long. Yeah, um, a lot of pressure to live up to. I mean, I understand I mean, that aspect, but, yeah, you're right. Very he is just not underachieving. Yeah, time. We t- everybody will talk about OU and the QB situation. I mean, Clemson's QB situation is highly ranked and a highly touted uh, past QB room. So, right. yeah, there's a lot to live up to, and he's definitely lived up to it. So getting a chance to face a Wake Forest offense or defense like that and get to make those kind of plays, that's got to be huge for the confidence. Absolutely, 100%. absolutely. Uh, moving forward to the NFL, uh, we're recording this Monday night, which means Giants Bucks are playing tonight. Uh, looking forward to watching this a little bit. Uh, fantasy purposes, not in, uh, not really needed. Uh, team took care of business this weekend, which I'm uh, pretty happy about. But I do have a couple Bucks playing, so we'll uh, keep an eye on that. But ultimately, it is important for the Bucks to kind of get going now. You know, everyone talks about them returning everybody and all that. From last uh, last year's Super Bowl team, well, they're sitting at six and three, a, a pretty good position. But they've also had some dud games, and I think this is a good game to kind of, uh, you know, got their asses kicked last week and well, two weeks ago off the bye. Yeah, um, it's time to kind of make a statement. I think this is a good game to do it. Well, the good thing is that the division is it's helping them out. I yeah. mean, the Saints have really fallen off since beating them a couple weeks back. Um, the Panthers, even with Cam coming back and playing well lost um and atlanta got demolished by new england uh last thursday night so uh the 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 division is doing everything in their favor but yes they got to go on the field and prove it and this is a good team to to prove it against the giants lowly giants you know someone they can beat up on kind of you know get the rhythm and everything going Uh, me and Antoine do have things going on in this game. I'm winning currently right now, but I need Leonard Fournette to not go off, or at least I need my I need Devin White and the kicker to give me a few points just to hold on. But I like I think we touched on it Thursday. I like Tampa Bay big this week, so uh, they're going to handle it tonight. Yeah, Tampa Bay is going to come out and prove why they're still one of the top teams in the NFL. Um, I think Tom Brady is definitely going to be a little more. Uh, on his game than he was, yeah. you know, last week. I I never really seen Tom Brady put together back to back, you know, duds. bad games. Yeah. yeah, dud. So I expect them to come out firing all cylinders. I mean, the Giants kinda sorta ish have some you know, they they show some flashes, but I don't expect them to do much against. I think against this will be the healthiest uh, their def- their offense will be yeah. since the beginning of the season. I hope so because I need at least Evan Green- Ingram. He <laughs> could catch me a tutty. If, <laughs> Say, if Saquon could come back and just give me seventy five yards in the tutty, maybe a couple receptions, you know, something you like okay that. Maybe that? maybe you know fifty yards receiving, just you know something like that. I'm not asking for a lot. I'm not asking for a lot. Just just go out there. And, you know, give me something. So, uh, Yeah, I, I'm interested to, for the Giants' purpose. I'm interested just because I want to see how Saquon's going to look. Um, he's been out quite some time. So I'm interested to see how he's going to look coming back. Um, I'm interested to see how they're going to use him. It's going to be – this is an like, exact – Are they going to give him a heavy load or are they just going to kind of use him? To be fair, know? this is actually not a bad defense to do this against. It's not like the Bucks' defense has been world beaters all year. Right. Now, like, granted, they've been ravaged by injuries, but so it's lots like of injuries. <laughs> lots well, of injuries. but no, but to come back against this defense, yeah. it's a good defense to come back against. Um, you know, as long as he can lead to getting Devin White, like you know, another like fifteen tackles, you know, I'd be good with that. <laughs> well, 
It was an exciting weekend. Uh, let's just run through this real quick before we preview this uh, upcoming weekend. Um, Colts, absolutely. Uh, it's, wow. That was Jonathan Taylor versus the Bills. Yeah, so let's, be, let's be honest about that. Well, <laughs> Indianapolis get, Taylors. I'll, 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 uh, <laughs> let's say Jonathan Taylor and the defense. Yeah. John, okay, so yeah, the Colts defense fair? did show yeah, up. Because they for sure showed up because anyone who can uh, make – Josh Allen and that offense look the way they did, uh, you know, deserves a pat on the back because this was an ass-kicking. Colts win 41-15 and uh, are right back in the thick of things being a playoff team. Oh, yeah. They looked – I mean, the truth – the story is, is that it's Jonathan Taylor, and I'll touch on it in a minute, but uh, if this is how the Colts can play with the defense playing really well with – the running game playing like his, and where Wentz does, n- he can be a little bit more of a game manager than having to go out and throw 30, 40 passes a game. Then, yeah, then this is a, the AFC, then there's a real dark horse in the AFC playoff picture because they look fantastic on Sunday. Uh, you know, making Josh, the thing about the Bills that, you know, you don't really, not much to talk about, they have no running game. Right. I mean, and that that's becoming a problem for them. Yep. Because they have no balance in that offense. I mean, they're now using Matt Bereda. Because Zach Moss and Devin Singletary just aren't getting it done on the ground, and Josh Allen cannot run the ball fifteen to like seventeen times a game. I mean, he's a beast, but he will get. He's going to end up just getting his ass beat. Yeah. So, but back to the Colts. They played great. They played great, uh, good complimentary football. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, though, was a story. I think he has now inserted himself into the MVP conversation. One hundred percent. Five you touchdowns. He has just been so unbelievable, and it's just so funny because he's been. Overshadowed, uh, he's been overshadowed uh, in his own division by a guy uh, by D- Derrick Henry. But the fact of the matter is, is, now this is as far as running backs go. Jonathan Taylor is at the top. Yep. I mean, he is the guy. And right now, that's a good thing going for as long as they can keep him healthy going forward. Uh, I like the Colts. Uh, I you know you said a couple weeks ago about uh, you know the Broncos. I mean. I'd probably look buying a future into the uh, Colts because they are looking good yeah, right that's now. That's your team, Preston. Yeah, yep, that's yep. your team. But you, can, I don't think you can expect Jonathan Taylor to no, you don't. to go out there and you know, I say rush 185 yards and four touchdowns. I do think Wentz needs to play like he did a good job of managing, but yeah. I think he needs to play a little better. He's gonna have to hit some plays in order to take this team. Wait, here's the deal. Seriously, when's the last time you heard Ty Hilton's name? You know, this guy goes from well, Michael Pittman's the guy there now. Well, see, that's what, that's my point is. You know, uh, Pittman, yeah, has obviously stepped into that role and, and shows that he's he can uh, he can be the guy of the team. Mm-hmm. Ty Hilton still is a big playmaker. Obviously, he's battled injured a lot, battled yeah, injuries and things like it, that. Yeah. That's kind of been the issue. Yeah. Um, once you get these guys healthy, everyone clicking together, I expect that passing game to kind of get going, uh, take take some of the uh, workload off of Taylor because um, that defense. The, the the deal about this team is they are big, they are physical. And they can play defense and run the football. Yeah, defense That's is really all you need. I feel like I've been saying that well, let me, for um, like the past real quick, five you, episodes. Yeah, right. you, um, <laughs> you said can't count on Taylor. Dude, this is Taylor's last five games. Uh, Sunday, 185. Last week, 116. Two weeks ago, 172. 70 against uh, Tennessee. And then 107 uh, the week against San Fran. So right now, I, 
I mean, I'm not saying that yeah, he no, can't no, be no, consistent. Yeah. I get what you're good, saying, but but what I'm saying is, one, he's not built like Derrick Henry, right? I feel like Derrick Henry could take a little more punishment than him uh, to be, you know, running the ball. He had 32 carries last week. Let's yeah. remember. Let's let's just I remember just, one thing about this real quick. This is a guy who played four years at Wisconsin, yeah. and if anybody knows anything about Wisconsin's offense, yeah. he ran a lot. He ran, yeah. But I feel like you're gonna get you're gonna start playing some of these better teams you know, with better defenses, and they're going to figure out a way to shut him down. Yeah. So you have to be able to have something no, else yeah, in order sure. in order to take the coach seriously as a playoff team, they have to bring something else. Yep. And I don't even – it doesn't even have to be – it can just be something average, like a pass, passing game-wise. Yeah. You know, they have to bring something else to, to, to you know, well, let's look at real coexist quick. with Jonathan Taylor. So, so. With Jonathan Taylor, so this, was, this is Wentz's last five games. He's been 106 Sunday, didn't have to really do much Sunday. 180 against Jacksonville, threw no touchdowns, no interceptions. So not much done there. Then he threw 272 against the Jets. The Jets. So then three touchdowns against Tennessee, uh, 231, and he threw three touchdowns, but also two, two really bad interceptions. Yeah. As we alluded to last week, that's the wince that they got to get away from. And then against San Fran, he, uh, he threw – 26 times for 150 and two touchdowns in that monsoon bowl. Yep. But they had Jonathan Taylor really running the ball well. So yeah. well, there has to be a good balance. I yeah. agree There has that. to be a good balance. Well, we yeah, keep alluding to that, which reminds me of a football team, which is the Tennessee Titans, who had kind of the same issue here where it was like, look, Tannehill's just got to take care of the ball, run the football, play defense. You're going to win games, going to all that. Well, talk about a team that went out and threw a dud. Damn, and the that, one time I picked them. That's the Titans <laughs> because uh, – Texans, I mean, looked yikes. They looked good in the, this game, and they should played well. Because uh, yeah, no, very bad, very bad showing for the Titans. Uh, Tannehill throws four interceptions. I mean, you can't do that. And so, whoa. this is what Antoine's been alluding to a little bit with Tannehill the last few weeks. This is what happens when you do not give him a balanced offense, and he has to go out and try to make a bunch of plays. He cannot do it. And he did it against a very below average Texas defense, a, guy, a team that's been giving guys away. Yep. Um, it was just a really bad game plan. I honestly, you know, the week before using Deontay Foreman against uh, the Saints and with the success he had, he got five, six touches. So obviously, and then they brought in another guy, Hilliard, for the passing game. So. I'm not sure what their plan was on offense, actually. I don't know what their plan is on offense for most of the time. So this is kind of a little bit of a, you know, for teams coming up, but, like, if you want to beat them and handle them, this is how you do it. Yeah, I mean, Tannehill threw 52 times. Yeah, you're not winning with that. You're not, <laughs> winning, with you're not that. winning with that. That's he garbage, threw 52 yeah. times, dude. Tannehill is not the type of quarterback that needs to be out here throwing the fucking ball 52 times. Oh, no. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, with that being said, like I, you know, like I've touched on, I don't think Tannehill is a guy that's going to be able to go out there and make these big plays. He's just a game manager. He's a better game manager than Carson Wentz. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think the tech, the Titans have been playing really, you know, kind of the above. defense was pretty. Was I think a, they've been the playing above a surprise. Yeah, so above above what they can play since Derrick Henry's been out, but yeah. They got to figure stuff out, and they got to figure it out quick. Hell because yeah, I get it, Henry. I mean, obviously the best running back, maybe the best player in the NFL, uh, being out. Oh, they got one. Would have won MVP. Yeah, if you obviously you're gonna okay. feel, you know, um, 
the loss with him out. But they got to figure stuff out because they're going downhill quick. And they got the Pats next week. Yeah, so I was say it's not going to get any better anytime soon. So, yeah. uh, let's give a quick summary, real quick, th- through some of these games. Um, Ravens Bears. Unfortunately, very disappointing oh to see Justin God. Fields get hurt so yeah. out of that game. You know, he he's been playing pretty well the last few weeks. Kind of starting to kind of find himself here. Uh, Andy Dalton comes in, plays pretty well though. Yeah, um, he did. Be, played pretty, uh, played really well. Hit a good one for that uh, deep touchdown to give him the lead. But unfortunately, that defense, uh, you're starting to see some of the re- for them missing Cleo Mack. Uh, that that extra pressure uh, they couldn't get on Huntley, and Huntley made some plays toward the end. And uh, Ooh, Huntley didn't Huntley didn't look bad. No, he didn't. I like the way you know to come in to fill in the shoes, and it was. Kind of, I don't know if it was last minute. I guess Lamar was out from yeah. being sick or something yeah. like that. But Huntley came in there and he did a good job of being a backup. Like he 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 played decently. Yeah, no, he's you know, he was a good so, backup. Yeah, for sure. Um, and you know, Andy Dalton came in and made some big plays. Darnell Mooney is looking really, really yeah, good. Yeah, he's today. starting to really yeah. make he strides. Made, I know it doesn't matter, but he made a couple catches that. Uh, just wowed me, and they didn't even. It, it, it didn't count. His, his foot went out of bounds oh, a couple yeah. times, but he made a couple plays, dude. And I was just like, "Wow, this guy could be the number one receiver on the Bears one day." Oh, for sure. Especially, and you know, him and Justin Fields have a really good connection. I think I talked about that last week. Yeah, um, I'm excited for you know to see what happens, but him and the first Alan things Ross first with the Bears, non-factor. And I've said this every episode: Matt Nagy needs to be fired. Every 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 front office person on the Bears needs to be fired. Yeah, one hundred percent. Just because, dude, we're up four with a minute and something to go in the fourth quarter. All you have to do is hold them to a fucking field goal. <laughs> that is all you have to do. Dude, we're up four, bro. We're up four. Right? We just go. We score, and then all you have to do, and then you allow. You allow two big plays yep, no, <laughs> to no. get them into the red zone. Yeah. All, you, all you had to do was not give up a big play. With no Lamar, no oh, Marquise my. Brown. Well, clearly, when I tell you, I almost, like, kicked my TV in. <laughs> Dude, I was, I was literally pissed. And I was just like, you, Kyler I, Huntley I can't is, even uh, get my words. Right he's now. a former Utah Ute, so obviously he was playing with a lot of inspiration from watching his team whoop on Oregon on Saturday. But, no, it was just a – I mean, it was a nice little back-and-forth game. Both defenses played pretty well uh, against, the, you know, rookie and the backup. And then, of course, the Ravens get the backup. And Ravens were missing a bunch. But, you know, the Ravens did what they had to do, going to win. Sad for the Bears going forward. But, you know, I'm really interested in – Fire each, Matt Nagy. Yeah, there it is. I can't wait for the Fire, Fire Matt, Matt Nagy, Nagy segments each week. Yeah, absolutely. He's uh, trash. <laughs> Browns, Lions, um, you know, this was a – Kind of an ugly, ugly football game here. Thought that for a second the Lions might get their uh, first win of the season. Um, is it still Odell's I think, fault? I think the no, I think the big take is look. Everyone knows how injured Baker is. At what point do you go ahead and just sit Baker? Because the, I mean, it's look. Def, let's say there's no injuries. He's not playing well. I mean, I don't think you can put it all on his play. Or the injuries. Well, he didn't um, play. I mean, he didn't play well Sunday. But, no, I mean, so I'm saying. But yeah. at what point are we going to be like? I mean, he's dealing with like three or four different injuries. Why don't we go ahead and sit the guy? And because uh, they could have won this game, I think, with um, 
Well, I hate uh, this backup. Let's say in uh, with uh, Case Keenum. Case Keenum. Well, I hate yeah. to say it. I think if if the Browns were in a situation kind of like how Seattle is in, oh, then it's no then, doubt. Then, yeah, it's no doubt. But I I don't know. I think the thing the the problem is is you got you're you're gonna have to tell him that you're gonna sit him, and that's where you're gonna be your biggest problem. Because I think I think if he's the one that's constantly wanting to can keep playing. But at some point, I mean, your body's just not going to be able to hold up. I mean, he didn't play well. I mean, I'm not going to put in. I'm not going to put a bunch of the injuries on him for that. Uh, he just didn't play well against the Lions, which the Lions have done this all season. They play teams tough. You know, it's you know, be it would have been kind of interesting. If, you know, if, uh, Jared Goff was playing. I mean, who knows? I mean, but I mean, the, as the, as far as Lions go, that offense goes is where DeAndre Swift goes, and that's how they should be focusing from here on out. I'm not speaking as someone who has him on his football team in fantasy, which I do, but hey, <laughs> if you watch that guy, he is the best player on that offense. Yeah. Um, but as far as the Browns go, uh, I mean, they've, have they already had a bye week? You want to talk about next, a team that probably needs a bye week, week pretty badly. Yeah. It's them and Baker. Yeah. Um, one thing, though, man, and this goes for any quarterback or any player, you need to, you need to tell your wife to Watch those Twitter fingers, yeah. Because right. his wife is starting to get a little bit of that uh, Mahomes wife Twitter finger action, and is not a good look. But First he's all, not Mahomes. It, <laughs> way, I don't care who it is. I mean, yeah. even yeah. hey, let's 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 be honest. Mahomes isn't exactly that offense went right back to being stagnant. We'll get to touch on it in a minute. That offense for Casey went right back to being shitty again this past Sunday. But I also we'll, we'll talk about that. Yeah. But Let's just let me, say let me, let me, NFL let me, wives should not be on Twitter. Yeah, that's yeah, 100%. That. Twitter yeah. Yeah. And dads. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and dads. Yeah. But uh, I think in my opinion, I feel like they should sit Baker. I feel like Case Keenum is good enough and has enough experience. Well, especially this week. I yeah. mean, they no, should have. For sure. I, I don't, I don't Against understand the Lions? I don't are you saying, are you saying that, are you, now are you saying to sit him just because of the injuries? Give him a few weeks. Give him a week off against the okay. Lions. Let go. Well, I think you're a good enough football team to go win that win, or to go get that win. Who they got next week? And then, then uh, they've got the bye week. Uh, not this week. They've got the Ravens this week, which is a big game, obviously. So yeah, you almost kind of want to get talking Baker out of that. You kind of want to get Baker ready for that. It one. doesn't matter. Because all. all you'd have to do is go uh, sit him this this week, uh, assuming it, it would have happened. Sit him this week. Plays against the Ravens, kind of field out there. Then you've got a bye week, so it's almost it's like not, he gets. I just two my thing is that three my, if it's if you were in the if the Browns were in a situation like where the Cardinals are at and how they've been able to handle with like the Kyler situation, it's one thing. But the Browns are not. The Browns are in a. They got to win. I mean, it's a got to win. Yeah, but league. a healthy Case Keenum will make more of a dis- difference than an injured Baker Mayfield. Yeah, I mean, all and, you and do it is doesn't matter how Baker feels about the shit. Like, dude, you're not the coach. Yeah, you know what I mean, and I understand. Like, yeah, he's the franchise quarterback, but he's not even playing like that. And there's no point of you going out there and getting, you know, aggravating your injuries more when you could just just sit out a couple weeks yep. and, and and let's see what happens. And then if we're winning, we'll put you back in because we know that you can make the plays that we need you to make. Yep. If Case, if Case isn't playing like, you know, if he's not playing up to standards, that you know sad. the thing the thing the thing about Baker's the Browns gonna be playing too, against the Ravens. Let's be honest. Yeah, yeah. no, he's, I'm he's not saying yeah, Ravens, he yeah. probably is, but we you know we're just giving our opinion on what yeah, we think no, should yeah, happen. Yeah. And you know the Browns' offense, the thing that made the Browns so successful last year was what the run game. Yeah, 
you know, when I feel like, you know, Chubb is Chubb. He, he, you know, he put on a good performance. I think Chubb had, let me see, 130 yards rushing, you know, on 22 carries. But once he gets Hunt back. This week. This week. He's coming back. I feel like they need to, which is even more of a reason they should put Case in, because they could just feed the ball to the run game. And then let Case manage the game. And Case have a, has enough experience to do that. Yep. So I feel like the Browns will play a little uh, a little more efficient Yeah. if they put Case Keenum in, not saying that that should be a permanent situation. Well, no. But, you know, that's, that's just my opinion. I mean, opinion I get it. it. I get it. It's just that I don't. I just don't think – I mean, they're not going to do it. I mean, right. they're, they'll, go into, they'll do this and they'll go into the bye week. And then who they have after the bye week? After the bye week? Yeah. It is after the bye. There's the bye, and then they've got the. Oh wow, the Ravens again. <laughs> Are you shitting right? me? Yeah. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah. Wow. So they, they go, have the Ravens they, again. They go on the road at the Ravens. Then they go bye week, and then uh, then they're at the home Ravens. Against, Ravens. Then they're at home against the Ravens. So I'll say this. That shit up. I don't know. <laughs> shit. So then now I can kind of buy this. Because if you have him healthy, ready at home for two weeks, then I, I totally understand that. I mean, like I said, you know, I think he's gonna he'll end up playing. Yeah. But if they sat him, then I totally then I totally understand it and get him ready for two weeks against the Ravens again. Right. Yeah. I just I just because you're either going just, in. All right. We yeah. I mean, he's gonna play. We yeah. all agree yeah. he's gonna right. play. Let's just move on from that because. I, I just think that they got to start just making those kind of decisions, especially if they 100%. lose this game. Well, that's 100%. how teams are going to be doing, doing it from here on out with the NFL. So, yeah. Um, all right. So kind of like I said, uh, to sum some of this up, Packers Vikings. This was a really fun game, kind of back and forth action. Kind of remind me a little bit of uh, some Big Twelve football, almost. Yeah. A lot of yards all over the field. Uh, Rodgers looked pretty good finally. Vintage Rodgers. Uh, yeah, so Vintage Rodgers plays and stuff like Cousins that. Cousins look good. But Cousins too. actually took care of the game and yeah. was yeah. able to get them in position. To that being said, he, field goal. he got real lucky Darnell Savage dropped that interception yeah. late. Because he threw a, a classic Kirk Cousins late game pick that was fucking stupid. Yeah. You kind of was looking for it to happen. Yeah. And, yeah, it almost happened. So after a couple of weeks of playing really good defensive football, the Packers – Defense really is calling fall. Uh, they fell off this game anyway. Um, you know, Minnesota kind of had their day uh, with them. But Minnesota's got a, a bunch of good offensive pieces. I mean, Justin Jefferson was absolutely bananas. I was just about to ask. Do hey, you guys think he's, he's top a top five. ten, top five? Top five. He's getting right. I don't, I'm not going to go top five getting, just yet. Yeah. But, but he's, he's right, right up there. there. So yeah. he's, I mean, like, what, what right else there. do you need to see from him? Because I, I really thought about this. I mean, what do you, what else do you need to see from him to be a top five receiver? I mean, all I like the stat more than two years. Stat, yeah. well, I know, but no, one hundred percent. I agree with this that. This season is he a top five receiver? If we're going just this season, who do we have? Devontae, okay. Tyreek, Tyreek. Um, well, Cup, 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 yeah, yeah Cup. Cup. Um, Anybody on the Bucks? <laughs> I mean, uh, Stephon, I saw like I mean, Stephon Diggs. Stephon Diggs, yeah. He's, he's Which, right what there. a great trade. I mean, yeah. once again, that trade is one of the greatest <laughs> trades in history. Yeah. Because yeah. both teams won. I mean, they really did. Um, I but mean, Justin you, Jefferson's right there. Yeah, Justin man. Jefferson's he, right he there. Really I'm not is. taking anything away from Justin no, Jefferson. He's right there. He's a baller. Um, yeah. Anyway, I mean, I, I just want to touch real quick. Packers obviously losing back to back games. 
uh, after everyone was ready to say that they were uh, Super Bowl we bound. Too. And we did too. No, yeah, I know. Sure. I mean, absolutely. <laughs> we did too. Is there a reason to panic? No, I don't think so. I honestly don't. I think they just uh, – they uh, this game, defensively they've been playing really well. Um, this was just a bad uh, – I think they just ran into a bad matchup yep. this week. And I think just like how it's been in the NFL, there's been so much parity going on. Um, you know, just ran into a bad matchup. They'll, I think they'll be fine. Yeah, I think they'll be fine too. I mean, it's so easy to like kind of jump off the bandwagon, you know, after you see a team lose. But the Packers are still – they're still tough. They still have everything. I don't think it's a reason to panic. Now, if they lose, you know, another one in a row. They lose to the Rams on Sunday, then, yeah. yeah. Now, they've only, now, to be fair, they've only lost one game in a row. Right. They beat the Seahawks last week. So. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. I did so, if they lose that, to the yeah. Rams, which, hey, great litmus test for both these teams. Because right. the Rams are kind of reeling at the moment. And then the Packers are, uh, we're going to find out a little bit more about them against, this is kind of a little bit of a, Maybe possible playoff preview, but yeah, you know it should be a good one on Sunday. Chiefs Cowboys. Um, obviously, there's a lot to unpack from this game, so let's try to sum 100%. it up as quick as we can here. But uh, Cowboys, obviously, Mark Cooper a lot of out. injuries. CD gets hurt. CD gets hurt with a concussion. But Lawrence, isn't Lawrence out too on the defense? Yeah, yeah, he, he's yeah. been Lawrence out. Is but out. Lawrence has been, been out. out. But, but well, so my, let's I'm, talk about the Chiefs' offense for a second, or defense, excuse me. They were the story. Um, they were the real story. They were the real story of this game. Obviously, um, like we said about the injuries, that's one that's probably has something to do with why the defense played so well. But for the most part, they just looked solid. They I mean, did. They looked great. A lot great. of pressure on Prescott the whole game. Uh, never, Zeke never gotten a rhythm. Um, yeah, they didn't let Prescott get that, comfortable. That yeah, front, that I mean, front four, the the front seven for the uh, Chiefs just played absolutely lights out. They made Dak's day a living hell. Yeah. Um, they, I mean, they were back there a ton. And, you know, the guys, uh, this is when guys like Michael Gallup and, you know, Cedric Wilson, Noah Brown, they got to step up and make plays. And they didn't. They dropped the ball a lot. And, of course, Dak made some bad throws. But if it wasn't for Dalton Schultz or dump-offs to the running backs, I mean, uh, Dallas's offense was stagnant. Yeah. A lot due to the defense for the Chiefs. But, you know, a lot when you lose guys like Amari and CD, I mean, it's it's going downhill fast. I think – I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, I'm just thinking this could have been a blowout. Um, I, you know, it's 19 to nine is the final score. Uh, kind of what you alluded to, though, uh, Sam, is out of nowhere. And granted, Cowboys do, do have a, a solid defense. That uh, that offense for the Chiefs went stagnant. Well, let's be honest. The best player on the field uh, Sunday might have been Michael Parsons. Yeah, oh. that guy is unreal. Wow. Defensive rookie of the year. Yeah, easy. Yeah, easy. He's a beast. Yeah, he is a beast. I mean, I think he had three sacks. He had another like couple tackles for loss. I mean, he was back there. He had a forced fumble uh, on Mahomes. I mean, he was back there making his life miserable. Um, yeah. You know the 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 Cowboys defense. Uh, they were known to get. They could give up big plays, but they basically just did what all these teams had done all year: play two high safety, cover two, and honestly, just the Chiefs just could not get any real rhythm going. Well, you know, I don't think it wasn't a pretty game from the Chiefs, but I do kind of like. Um, you know, I think I alluded to this last week. I like what I see from the Chiefs as far as how they're taking care of that, dealing with that defense you're talking about. Well, the, uh, these last two weeks, yeah, the last two weeks is yeah. what I mean. So. Um, they've been using Tyreek a lot, like on short passes, oh, on short slants. Very nice. uh, yeah. I think he did a, 
uh, run option yep. uh, play last uh, the last game. I, I really like that because that's you know a lot of teams are just prepping prepping for like the big play. Mahomes is going to use his big arm to hit Tyreek down the field. I really like how they kind of switched it up the last couple sure. weeks and, and, you know, are doing these shorter plays instead of just trying to hit the home run every time. They're, do, they're doing some good things. I mean, they got to. I mean, these short passes, it, we've kind of learned in the last few years, is a great way to kind of almost neutralize. Neutralize and almost use as like a running game. You know, uh, all of a sudden you have to keep everyone up close, kind of like you would in a running game, uh, to respect the short pass. And so you can kind of play, throw the ball a lot, <laughs> you got to throw the ball a lot, and uh, but still kind of get the same feel of a running game. And that's kind of what they're doing is using Tyreek in those short, quick throws and all that. And, I mean, I think the uh, the Chiefs are starting to figure some stuff out because, once again, don't look now, but leaving uh, – Four in a row now. Four in a row. Yeah. And, and it uh, doesn't need to be pretty, man. A W well, is a W. Absolutely. I agree. At the end of the day. So. Yeah. But touching on that offense real quick, I mean, you knew Andy Reid was going to find a way to make things better. Which makes him Andy Reid. Which yeah. makes him Andy Reid. That's, and that's he has all the weapons to do that. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, so. Did, uh, did you guys get to watch the uh, Steelers-Chargers game at all? I didn't. I no, actually I heard uh, Herbert went off. I, had a, I took a nap. <laughs> it was, it was, it was a, uh, did I, drinking have anything to do with that? No, movie? I did not, actually. I, I didn't get to watch a, a ton of it, but I definitely got to watch the uh, – the, most of the third quarter and in, uh, the fourth quarter, and uh, absolutely fun game because touchdown Bucks. Bucks, um, not Evans, so it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> this is a really I know this was the most fun game of the weekend. Forty-one points is a lot of points for your defense to give up, but Steelers defense played well when they needed to to keep them in this game. And uh, really, they got a great performance from Ben too. The offense uh, played great. I know Ben looked decent this game. I mean, Claypool coming back. Yeah. Yeah. Claypool I mean, played well. I mean, the offense was good. The, the offense was great. You got a The problem is, you know, you get there at the end. First of all, I could not believe they're in the fourth quarter. Uh, I wish I remembered the yard yard line they were at, but uh, it's fourth and one, um, and LA decides to go for it, and. Uh, Turned the ball over and gave the Steelers great field position right there in the late in the fourth, fourth quarter. quarter. Yeah. And that's the one thing you can't do against the Steelers. I mean, they're going to thrive in short fi- uh, in a short field as opposed to making them drive. Um, luckily, it didn't come back to bite them because Steelers did end up scoring, um, but uh, they were able to you know link up with Mike Williams to for a long touchdown. Oh, I know that, you love yeah, that. Just, how were you talking about that? I know you love that. Yeah. Preston just giving well, all his players shout outs. I just well, I need, hey, I, that was on his bench. <laughs> I, 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 I need him to gain confidence because he's got to have to play here pretty soon. Uh, uh, some bye weeks, uh, but but no, we, both uh, quarterbacks played great. Uh, yeah. Both yeah. quarterbacks were awesome. Can we talk about Justin Herbert's nine carries for 90 yards? Well, that's the thing, man. <laughs> that's a difference. That's, that's, that's a what difference he's maker, showing. Dude. He's a difference like two maker yards a carry, bro. in that's the run crazy. game. Because they did some design runs with him and were completely open uh, and helped spread that field out, helps that offense get going because, you know, everyone was talking about Jonathan Taylor all day, how, oh, five touchdowns and everything. Well, well Eckler had Eckler four. all of a sudden shows up and has four touchdowns. Uh, and man, he, he is—he's something oh, yeah. else. I mean, you just gotta F, get that guy. F Eckler. That's you gotta, right. You just gotta get that guy <laughs> the ball. F Eckler. 
That I'm literally beating Brewer's ass, and Eckler goes and puts up four fucking touchdowns. I'm pissed. I'm pissed. Woo! <laughs> pissed. Well, now I'm losing. <laughs> <laughs> right now, and I need Barkley's broke ankle ass to do something for me, or Evan Ingram to catch a touchdown. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, Sorry, right. I didn't mean to be so hateful, but it's all right. We get it. F Eckler. Yep. Um, ultimately, though, it was a great weekend of football. Uh, really um, made some interesting cases of what teams that we thought were really clicking all of a sudden are, uh, you know, having to go back and rethink about things and try to get ready for this week. So let's give a quick preview real quick of what um, this weekend's going to kind of look like. Let's just do a quick rundown, just give our picks. Yeah. yeah I mean, we don't um, have to really touch on too much. Bears-Lions Thursday. Uh, I like Bears. Bears. And we'll write we'll write these down and Don't we'll have them on dare, our Preston. Don't you <laughs> dare, Preston. Don't you dare. Don't you dare. this moment. Uh, are you gonna get you are you gonna get dare, Swifty? Bro. Three and a half points. Uh, you gonna get Swifty? I'm gonna go Bears. I'll go Bears. Yeah. Oh, bro, I was about uh, to beat you. Cowboys out. Raiders. Um, obviously, I think Cowboys get back on track here. I, yeah, I buried the Raiders a few weeks ago. I think did. that was a pretty good call. On that was that. a great call. Um, and yeah, I think Cowboys take care of business. I like the Cowboys in it. Uh, it'll be it'll be too. real interesting. Uh, it, it might be a heavy uh, uh, Zeke and uh, Pollard game, but uh, I like the Cowboys in this. Yeah, I'm going Cowboys too, man. I think they're going to get back on track. They're playing at home. They're playing the Raiders. Who are starting to fall off. I mean, starting. They've been falling off. So, I'm yeah. going to go Cowboys. Uh, Saints-Bills. Um, this is at the Saints. This game, I actually kind of like this game just because it means so much for the Bills. That And that uh, Saints defense, I mean, it, it's still big and physical. I think they can give the Bills some problems. Uh, but ultimately, I think Bills get back on track. Big and physical, but they got issues. That defense oh, that sure. officially now has some issues. Uh, no Kamara. If they don't have Kamara, then... That I'm not. Then I'm going. Then it's definitely. I wouldn't. I don't even know if I would take him back, Kamara. But that weapon, having him back there, would work. But I'm gonna go Bills. Bills, let's go. Steelers, Bengals, Bengals. Yeah, think? I'm gonna go Bengals. Now uh, you know what? Actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to Steelers. Real quick, we, we I don't think we really touched on Raiders, Bengals uh, a minute ago. Joe Mixon, that's all you got to say about that game. Well, see, that's kind of what I was going to say here. Look, Bengals starting to run the football again. Uh, looked really good. Obviously, uh, Chase still is a great target for Burrow because they seem to link up every week. Um, I like the Steelers to get back on track here. Um, I think that defense is pissed because they played so well there at the end of the game to beat the Chargers and just couldn't, couldn't get the job done. Uh, I think they kind of – Put the Bengals in check a little bit. I don't know if they could go back to back weeks of great performances, but I'm gonna I'm gonna call it now. Steelers. Okay. Uh, Colts. Bucks. Who? This could be the best game. This of the is weekend. yeah. This is a this game. This is a good game. Dude. Obviously, we want to see how the, the Bucks win, play the, tonight. The Colts winning last week made this into like yeah, you know, a absolutely. Really good game, so and both teams are sitting around. You know, both at, at six wins currently uh, before tonight's game with the Bucks. Um, but ultimately, I think I like. Uh, I think I like the Bucks. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going to I'm gonna go with touchdown, Tommy. Uh, you yeah, know, I'm going too many with the weapons, and you know, and uh, Tom they Brady actually, plays good with big with when he feels like he's pressured and during a big game. So, and the one thing the Bucks have that the Bills don't have right now is a run game with Leonard Fournette. One hundred percent. Yep. Uh, Dolphins Panthers. Um, obviously, um, Cam. 
played pretty well last week. Did. I think he puts them in a position to possibly win this game. Dolphins. Wait, what did you just – hold on. I'm sorry. Philly, did you say the Bucks have a run game and the Bills – Yeah, they don't. Bills don't have a run game right now. Uh-oh. Wait, they're going against the Colts, right? Who? Bucks Colts. Right. Okay. 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 Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's, that's my bad. Good like... call. Good call. That's why my that's bad. Why I was I, confused. Yeah. That, okay. That's my bad. Yeah. So scratch all that. Good catch. It's Monday. Good catch on that. So, but no. Uh, yeah. So now, yeah, I want to find out uh, with the Bucks. You know, facing one of the better players in the league. So good call. I still like the Bucks in this game. Yeah. They're too many weapons for the uh, uh, Bucks. So. I thought I was looking at the wrong thing. No, that's my bad. I was was so fixated on the Colts and and Bills game this week. Um, Like I said, Panthers-Dolphins. Cam played pretty well last week. I think he gives them an opportunity to win this game. Dolphins kind of showing some grittiness too, though. Mm. Um, Ultimately, I I think Cam on the road. I'm going to go with the Panthers. I'm going to ride with the Panthers. Uh, I still like the way Cam played uh, Sunday. Oh, it was up in a loss. Um, you know, the Dolphins' defense is playing pretty well, but I just like what the Panthers doing a little bit more. If you're gonna, it comes down to Cam or two, I'm going to go with Cam. Yeah, I'm going with the, the Panthers for sure. Uh, Titans-Patriots. Like I said, this is an interesting game because I think, Patriots. I mean, it's hard to argue, Patriots right now might be the hottest team in football. Dude. Uh, Just the the way they've turned things around are kind of reminding you the Patriots of old uh, playing defense and taking care of the football. Um, They can run the football. I mean, there's a lot of great things. Titans really need this win. They got to get things going. Show that that they're not just a Derrick Henry team, and that's it. Yeah, Um, I don't. I don't see the Titans pulling this out. And yeah, uh, I like. I like the game close. Patriots at home too. But Patriots, yeah, at Foxborough. Uh, I'm, I'm going Patriots. I'm going Patriots, too. I'm going to go Patriots, not so much because of Mac Jones, but because of that Patriots defense, the way they've been playing the last few weeks. Um, they've been fantastic. I think they're going to give Tannehill and that offense a lot of problems. Yep. Eagles-Giants. Eagles. Oh, Eagles. Eagles. Also, this, <laughs> this division Eagles. is getting exciting because uh, the Eagles are figuring some stuff out. They're running the football really nice, doing some good things. I'm going Eagles. That's the key right there is that run game. Yeah. I think they're going to keep that going, and I think they're going to – they're going to make it very interesting on Dallas in this division. Maybe the most exciting uh, – we got two bangers in a row here. This is going to be exciting. Got Whoa. Jaguars, Falcons. Ooh-wee. This game's an even. It's a toss-up right now as far as betting goes. Uh, boy, um, Jaguars did not look good on Sunday. Of course, Let's Falcons just... got shut out. Uh, I mean, I got to go with Matt Ryan. I, I still Let's think go, that he's, he's the, the most experienced quarterback in the game here, and I think they take Falcons are more put together than the Jags right now, so I'm going Falcons. I guess I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to go Jaguars. Finally. Ooh, yeah. Finally. Yeah. yeah. There we go. I like the, go. the Jaguars. Got to, Be I think, different. I think their defense is playing uh, better. And I, you know, yeah. Trevor Lawrence can still make some plays. Yeah, they still have James Robinson um, running the football. Obviously, that defense showed that they have uh, Falcons defense has issues against uh, pretty good run games. So I like the Jaguars in this one. Texans Jets Texans once again a bunch of just <laughs> two turn <laughs> teams here. Jets are just falling apart. Texans just got a uh, their second win of the season. Um, I got it. Oof. I, I think the Jets ultimately have more going for them. I got to go the Jets on this one. I'm going Texans because I think they're they're coming off a pretty big win. So 
Um, I think they're going to keep that momentum, especially since they're at home. I'm going to go to Texans because Jets look like shit juice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I like the uh, Texans as well. I think Tyrod's playing pretty well. Um, they've got enough weapons to beat the Jets. Yep. Uh, Broncos Chargers. Um, this is in L.A., two-and-a-half-point favorite. Chargers. I'm going Chargers. Sam? Oh, yeah, I'm going to go Chargers in this one. I think they got to win this game. I think they're coming off a big win. Uh, it just kind of worries me a little bit, maybe a little bit of a hangover there. Uh, but they looked really solid. I, I can't go against that offense, so I'm going to go the Chargers. Uh, Packers-Rams, like you said, this could be a playoff game. Um, both teams are uh, kind of needing to win here. L.A., you know, showing off all their stars now. Packers losing two of their last three games. It's an important game. Um, no, it is. I, I really think the uh, Packers offense found some nice things. A.J. Dillon ran the ball pretty well. Um, man, this is I, – I just can't go against Rodgers, man. I mean, you he, cannot, he, it's bro. hard to bet against that guy. So and it pisses me off that I have to pick the Packers. But. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go Packers. I'm going to go Rams. I think, uh, I think they're getting a bye week, and then they get to come off. They are going to have more full week to let Odell get acclimated. Yeah. Um, and then get him more involved in the offense. I think they're going to let guys get healthy, especially Matt Stafford. Um, yeah, after, after watching after watching Kirk Cousins pick apart that defense uh, with the weapons the Rams got, I think Matt can make the same. And he knows that defense so well playing against them. So I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to go with the Rams. In this Give me one. a score, Philly. I need a score. Ooh, uh, I'm going to go 24-21. Ooh, Ooh I like it. I like okay, it. I like that. I was, I was yeah, I'm going. I'm going Packers too, though. Um, I just think Aaron Rodgers is going to be the difference maker there. Like, dude, how, you, you you can't go against Aaron Rodgers, especially when it comes to big games like this. Well, and he played really feel, well this yeah. past week. So, yeah, yeah I'm going to go Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I'll tell you what, this is an interesting game, too, because both teams are playing pretty well right now, both coming off wins. Uh, it's the 500 Bowl is what we're going to call this. It's the Vikings <laughs> versus the 49ers. Um 40, it's at home for the 49ers. I'm probably going to go ahead and like them in this game because they're just showing a lot of grit right now. They are. Um, you know, uh, it's going to be a really interesting game. I mean, one, the offense is playing really well. One is starting to really find its feet the last couple of weeks. Um, so really interested to see how that's going to play out. Um, oh, God. Mm, I'm going to roll with the Vikings in this one. I think they uh, they got enough offensive firepower to slow them down, and I think their defense will make just a few plays on Jimmy G. Yeah, I'm going Vikings too. Damn, Philly, I was hoping you would pick Niners <laughs> so I could do something different. But, no, yeah, I'm definitely going to go to Vikings. Uh, they just have, you know, big win last week. So coming off that momentum, Justin Jefferson is balling. Kirk Cousins had a big game. I think uh, mm-hmm. I just think they have more pieces to to be able to pull out this win. Hey, as long as Thielen goes off, I don't care who wins. Uh, let's be honest. <laughs> oh, uh, my God. Browns, Ravens. No, you need a pick. Did we, we already? I did. Oh. I went first. Was oh, is that the Monday oh, night game, the Browns, the Ravens? Okay. No, it's Sunday night football, actually. Okay. Browns, Ravens. Uh, obviously, we talked about Baker a lot in this. Uh, I, I, obviously, Lamar should be back. Uh, unless yeah, he's still got the, the poopies. Um, the I imagine that this is going to be a close game. I mean, you got two football teams that run the football. That's what they do. Um, I expect maybe Lamar, Lamar to make 
maybe a, a player or two more. I just can't pick with that offense right now with the Browns. And I, honestly, their defense hasn't played that well either. I think this could be a, a big shot at uh, the Browns in their season right here. I'm going uh, with the Ravens. I'm going to go with the Ravens. I, like I said, I don't, uh, I don't trust the uh, uh, Browns offense right now. I know they're getting Kareem Hunt back, but uh, I'm not trusting anything that they're doing. Uh, I like the uh, Ravens in this one at home. Yeah, I'm going Ravens too. I'm not going to go against my fantasy quarterback, Lamar <laughs> Jackson. So, um, but with that said, too, the, the Browns just need to show me a little more before I start picking them. Um, hopefully, we'll kind of see what they have whenever Hunt's back. Um, I don't know if he's going to get the workload he you know got last year right away, or you know we're used to seeing him have. Mm-hmm. But you know, I'm definitely going to go to Ravens. The Ravens just seem like they can always figure something out. Right. So. All right, Monday Night Football, Seahawks, Washington. Yikes. Um, once again, I, I after this past weekend, I'm officially declaring the Seahawks dead. Uh, <laughs> and, and not just dead, but that franchise, this could be the end. And I, I'm calling it now. I think Pete Carroll is uh, let go at the end of the season. And who knows what happens with Russell Wilson. Uh, I so like. I think that the uh, – not a dynasty by any means, but I think the uh, the franchise uh, is it's over and it's time <laughs> to rebuild in uh, in Seattle. So I think ultimately uh, Taylor Heineke's been playing really really well the last couple weeks. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go with Taylor Heineke in Washington. I'm gonna I'm gonna go Seattle. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna pick Seattle. I know it's hard to to, to do that, but I feel like they're gonna come out. Just playing a little better than you know they have been, especially you know. I can't play much given, worse. So yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> oh yeah. man, this is a uh, this is such a no, tough one. Seahawks. Oh my god, it's like picking which kid's the uglier one. Yeah, this is this game is also even uh, as far as uh, betting goes. So. I think right now I'm just gonna, I'll go with uh, Washington because I just uh, Washington's playing a little bit more confidence. Uh, Seattle's a team I just I don't like the direction they're going. Dead. So. I'm gonna go with the uh, I'm gonna go with the uh, the Washington football team. There you go. Well, there's your pre there's your recap and preview, uh, both NFL and college. Uh, it was a great week um, and got a lot of great football coming up. So stay tuned for that. Uh, as we move over to the NBA, there's not a ton to talk about. Uh, we're gonna let Antoine go over the power rankings real quick. And uh, there was a little uh, little fight took place last night. I think we'll touch on real quick. So, uh, Antoine, go ahead and take us. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I got my power rankers here. Um, from five to one, I have uh, right now. I have the Wizards, the Nets, the Bulls, the Bulls at three, <clears throat> the Suns at two, and the Warriors at one. Uh, Warriors, they're the number one team right now. They're not fully healthy, and they're averaging 113 points a game. Um, Is that I think good? it's hard. Is that good? Yeah. yeah, is that good? I think it's hard to to, to, to pick against um, the Warriors. I got the Suns at number two. They're on a the 10-game win streak. Yeah, well, holy so, shit. So, uh, yeah. you know, I can't, I can't, you know, the, the Suns have it. Have figured this it out 12. right now. They're, twelve they're, game win streak. They're on a twelve game win streak. Yeah. They're on a twelve game win streak. I'm sorry. <laughs> the last ten games are ten and zero. Yeah. So you know it's hard for me to pick against that. Um, the Bulls are the number one team in the East, and the Bulls are looking for real. I just want to say that. Um, let me give you some stats here. But with uh, Demar Derozan and 
Zach Levine. Zach Levine is averaging 26, 5, and 3. And DeMar DeRozan is averaging 26, 5, and 4. Fuck. They're balling. <laughs> They're balling. They look and good. on top of that, they are, they have averaged, they have scored, they lead in the NBA in four quarter, fourth quarter points. That's DeRozan clutch. has 126 and Levine has 111 in fourth quarter wow. points. So the Bulls are for real, man. I'm excited about things, it. Man. You know, like, I'm not like just putting them up there man. because they're my team. I still have them at number three, even though I want to put them in number one every time. Um, number one in your heart. Right. They're number one in my heart. Always, Bulls. Love you. All right. Now, what about four and five? Oh, four and five. I have the Nets. I have the Nets at four. And I have the Wizards. Uh, Nets are still the number two team in the East. Even though I feel like they're going to tailor off, I feel like the Nets are going to be competing for Unless Kyrie comes back, a fifth seed. In you didn't the have the guts to put the Hornets in there. Not yet. Not yet. No balls. Not yet. They've won some big games, but I want to see a little more consistency from the Hornets. Um, and you know the Wizards—they're just still playing team ball. They—they they have it together. They're the number three team in the East. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you know. I mean, let's just say the Hornets. I mean, yeah, they've won some nice games here lately, but they're still five and five in the last two yeah. games. They've got some stuff to figure out before. Yeah, you can put them in that. And they, they have they have category. a good young core, but they still need to be consistent. Yep. So until we see that, I don't see them being on the power rankings right now. That's fair. Yep. Uh, Thunder update real quick. Since our last podcast, they've lost two in a row. Much to Preston's. He likes that. So. I wasn't, wasn't going to talk about that. You know, yeah. but. They've got. Hey, let me tell you right now. They've got six too many wins right now, and that's how many wins they've got on the season. So. I'm all, I'm full tank mode right now, so <laughs> let's go. <laughs> uh, tell us about this uh, fight last night, Saturday night. Saturday no, night. No, no, I'm talking about oh, the yeah. real fight. Oh, oh, oh yeah. <laughs> I'm talking um, about. So what it so so what it looked like to me when I first watched it was LeBron accidentally swiped and hit him in the face, but as I looked at it some more and saw different angles, uh. Isaiah, what's his name? Isaiah Stewart. Isaiah Stewart was leaning on LeBron, you know, trying to get the rebound. (laughs) And no, 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 no. LeBron is at fault. I'm not saying he's not at fault. But I think LeBron swiped to get him off. He was aggravated. Yeah, huh? Yeah, he was aggravated aggravated because this guy was leaning on him, putting all his weight on him. So I think he swiped to get him off and accidentally hit him in the face. Because when it happened, you saw how apologetic... LeBron was, yeah, but uh, Stewart just took it to a whole nother level. He, he took it to a whole nother level, which I will allude on later. But he took it to a level that was unnecessary, and he had every opportunity. You know, LeBron apologized and kind of backed up mm-hmm. and was just like, "I'm not going to make it any more than what it is." He was professional about it. Um, I do think you know they they both received suspensions, and I think the suspensions were fair. Yeah. Um, I'm surprised Stewart didn't get suspended for more games based on how he was acting because you have to think, bro, you're a professional basketball player. You're making millions of dollars. Don't fuck your bag up because of some stupid shit. Right. You understand where I'm coming from? So that's fair. That's just how I feel about it, and we'll talk about it. We surprised it was a Pistons player that went ballistic. I know, right? Huh? <laughs> something about that. Yeah, something weird. That something happens up there in Detroit. You throw that jersey on and yeah, you also become like Mike Tyson. A wild man. <laughs> uh, but yeah, ultimately, like I said, there, not a ton going on right now at the NBA. 
but there was another good fight this weekend, and I, yeah. I would like to hear a little bit more a true about blue that. Fight. I yes. really, yeah. Terrence a Crawford, fight. Terrence Bud Crawford versus Showtime Sean Porter. Um, the fight was it was a really good fight, dude. I knew it, the fight was kind of going to turn out the way it was. I think I called for a knockout uh, last episode. Did you? Yes. I thought you uh, said he was going to go the distance. I thought I said he was getting knocked out. Uh, check the tape. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Let's rewind the whole episode. No, it's okay. Keep going. Keep yeah, going. Yeah. Um, either, either way, the fight was really good. Crawford came out and, of course, put pressure on Terrence, which I knew he was going to do. Um, Terrence is really good at adapting to the situation, bro. And this is what makes him the the pound-for-pound pound best fighter in the world right now. He can go in there. He went in there fighting orthodox. Mm-hmm. Realized it wasn't working for him, switched to Southpaw, and that's when shit started opening up for Terrence. And he was able to take advantage of that. He eventually, you know, Porter won the, you know, had the, won the beginning of the fight, but then Terrence eventually knocked Porter out in the ninth round. Uh, Porter's dad jumped up on the ring and stopped it, you know, after he got, Porter got knocked down twice in the ninth round because Terrence Crawford is the best finisher in boxing, wow. period. There's nobody that finished. He has Mamba mentality. And I, and I tell people that all the time. There was times he got hit, and he would just laugh and tell the guy to come on. You know, Terrence Crawford is the real deal, bro. And he is the best box. He is the pound-for-pound pound best boxer in the world. I put together a boxing pound-for-pound pound list. Um, I have Errol Spencer, number five. Uh, Usyk, who's a who was the cruiserweight on the undisputed cruiserweight champion went up and fought, um, what's his name? Anthony Joshua yeah. and beat Anthony Joshua for all of his titles. Right. Yeah, yeah he did. Big win. So big now win. The, the big, you know, heavyweight fight they're talking about is Tyson Fury versus Usyk. I have Tyson Fury at number three. Everybody has Usyk above Tyson Fury. Uh, I don't agree with that. I think Tyson's Fury resume alone should he have him at number three. He's the guy that beat Vladimir Klitschko, and Klitschko was the reigning undefeated yep. yeah. champ, undisputed champion, not undefeated, undisputed champion for a long time. I think he had like maybe 20 title defenses wow. before he lost to Tyson Fury. Yeah. Um, then I have Canelo, of course, at number two, and I have Bud Crawford at number one. Canelo is by far the <laughs> biggest star. <laughs> no, he is the biggest. No, he's the biggest star. The I forgot biggest to introduce attraction. this segment. This is this <laughs> called Canelo. Canelo Shade. <laughs> no, 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 no shade. Canelo by far is the biggest star in boxing. He's the pay-per-view attraction. My man has a whole fucking country behind him. So, <laughs> of course, he's going to be, you know, he's the biggest star in boxing. It's not even close. But Terrence Crawford is the best boxer on the planet. Wow. So... You know, that's my and, and, you know, this Crawford Porter fight, this sets up the Errol Spence fight, which is the biggest fight that can be made in boxing. So I'm super excited about that. Terrence Crawford no longer is with top rank, who's run by Bob Arum, which we can get into another time about Bob Arum and his bum ass. Yeah. But Terrence Crawford can now he doesn't have to go through the top rank, you know, top ranks with ESPN. He doesn't have to do that. He's a free agent. He can do what he wants. He can pick whatever fight he wants. Um, he threw shade at Bob Aaron uh, during the post-conference interview. He said, you know, Bob couldn't get me the Errol Spence fight while I was with him. So why would I have used him to help me get the Errol Spence fight while I'm not with him? He said, I look forward to moving on with my career. So I'm excited about it. I can't wait for this. The, the Crawford-Spence fight. Spence was at the fight. After Spence knocked out Porter, Spence got up and walked away. 
walked out of the arena. Oh, shit. Because Errol Spence is afraid of Terrence Bud Crawford. I'm going to mm. just put it to you like that. If I'm going to give anybody shade today, it's going to be Errol Spence because he's low-key a bitch. But oh, got him. Acting like, acting like a bitch. Gotcha. And there's the shade. Acting like And the shade. So... Awesome. Well, it was a great weekend, uh, for sure. Um, yeah, I watched the highlights of the fight and everything, and yeah, Crawford took care of business. So, um, well, let's wrap up the show. Uh, I know we ran a little long today. Obviously, we want to give you guys a good episode since we're going to be off this Thursday uh, with Thanksgiving, uh, which gives me my next uh, my next point here. We're going to do a quick little top three. Uh, I guess we'll go each person. Uh, your your top three dishes for Thanksgiving. Damn. Mm. Let's go one. Let's we'll go uh, steak order. So Sam, you start us off. We'll go Antoine, me, and then I'll I'll take it back. So go ahead. Oh me. Yeah. Oh, uh, let's go with uh, stuffing. Uh, stove top stuffing specifically. Stove I know, top yeah, stuffing. I love stove top oh, stuffing. Man. Don't Ew. be a hater. Hell Don't man. be a hater. That's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, stove top stuffing. Give me give me all that and then some. So there's my number three. All right, Antoine. All right. Um, well, in the black community, <laughs> stove top stuffing is not allowed. It is Thanksgiving. Outlawed. If anybody brought stove top stuffing to the house, guess you know where it's going. The trash? In the trash. Trash. <laughs> or being fed to some type of animal. Um, but for my number three, I'm going to go macaroni and cheese. Ooh, that's what? a good one. Are you giving your... Are we going to go three? Like, I would go your number one first. Let's go, go with your one. That was your number three, right? That was my number three. Oh, yeah. okay. Well, you usually would go the other way. Three, two, one. Three, two, one, no bro. One can take three, your, two, one, bro. No, so no one can take your one. But anyway, all right. So mac and oh, cheese. Oh, that's right. Okay, so we're doing snake draft. Yeah. Uh, okay, so yeah, I would do... Uh, I oh, would, oh, so you well. pick... So you put stove top stuffing. stuffing. I'm yeah. doing homemade cornbread dressing. It's okay. different. There you go. Okay. Go ahead. So that's your three. That's that my one? number three. Okay. Uh, oh, wait. See, I'm all thrown off now. <laughs> no, I said, mac, I said mac and cheese. Mac and cheese is yeah. my number three. Number th- mac and cheese okay. is my number three. Okay. Um, boy, I'm going to go. Um, well, let's go right out. I'm going to go with turkey. Um, a, a good turkey. That's fair. Uh, sets up for the rest of the day. I mean, I, 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 th- I think the the size what makes the meal, but the turkey really helps set the the precedent of what that meal is going to be. That's your number three. So that's my number three. Turkey. Going, uh, the right the right turkey. Yep. So okay, so you pick again, right? Yep. So I'll go back to being number two. Uh, boy, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go mashed potatoes. God damn God it! Damn I, it. I, gotta, I gotta go mashed potatoes. Uh, we can. <laughs> Gravy's vary, I think, depending on what's going on. I'm more of a brown gravy kind of guy. When I see brown gravy, it, I know it's game time. So we're going to go uh, mashed potatoes with brown gravy. All right, me, you're a fan of the turkey. I'm a fan of honey-glazed ham. Mm. Lord, mm. I love me a good cooked for like four hours, honey glazed ham, dude. Like the sauce from the ham literally can go on anything, any side I have on my plate, and it's still good. So I'm definitely going honey glazed ham. Fuck, I got like nothing. <laughs> uh, I hate green bean casserole. I'm not taking it. Broccoli and cheese casserole, bro. Uh, I'm going to go. Uh, fuck, I'm going to have the most boring one. I'm going to go fucking green beans. God damn. What the fuck? Nothing wrong with green beans. I'm, Besides, yeah, green beans. I mean, I, the, okay. turkeys Is are gone. Bacon, I, all the meat, all the meats, all the ham, meats are man? gone. <laughs> All the meats are gone, so uh, no, yeah, I'll take green beans. It's, it's one of my more favorite sides. So, all right. Um, my number one 
the thing that I cannot have Thanksgiving without is my mom makes the best home cornbread homemade dressing mm. ever. Mm. I'm, I mean, like she takes, she'll take like a uh, chicken gizzards and cut them up and put it inside the dressing. It's this is all homemade. She makes yeah. it from scratch, and it is amazing. And she'll make like a little side of gravy to go with it. Oh, I'm going home Wednesday. Oh, I didn't know you were going to Yeah, home. gang okay. time, bro. You gang, don't gang. even know. I got a job to do, and that's taste test all the food. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't wait. All right. Well, I had a mini heart attack for a second because my number one got said. This is what makes or break, breaks my, uh, my Thanksgiving, and that is absolutely the broccoli cheese casserole. Yes. My family are known for the broccoli cheese casserole and it just slaps. It just it just hits different. I love broccoli and cheese. Absolutely casserole. gotta have it. Like I said, it, it really is the the, the Gorel greens. It, it's the it's yeah, it's a, a, a sacred <laughs> a, a, a sacred tradition in, in the in the household of the Gorel. So broccoli cheese casserole number one for show. Does it does it make you feel how uh, Popeye feels when he eats his spinach? <laughs> <laughs> no, for sure. Um uh, Anyway, that pretty much uh, wraps up the show no, here. No, real quick. I got a, got a little movie to review real oh, quick. Oh, sorry. Yes, so with the, uh, with the holiday season coming up, good little holiday movie came out last week. Or a good movie to go see with the family, Ghostbusters Afterlife. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's supposed to be a continuation of the first two. They're just completely ignoring the 2016 version, which sucked just because it was a s- shitty movie. Yeah. And nothing to do with the women in it. I think all of them are fantastic, but it was just a shitty movie. That being said, the movie this one's great. Um, I'm trying to I'm trying to get it stay as spoiler free as possible. Uh, it's set a little bit more featuring the kids in this one. Um, all of them are fantastic, especially the girl uh, McKenna Grace. She's awesome, and her little partner uh, named Podcast in the movie. Funny, it's on the podcast. But then, of course, as always, reliable Paul Rudd. He's fantastic as their teacher. Uh, kind of a nerd, but he's awesome. He's Paul Rudd. Can't beat it. Um, it's a incredibly. It's a great shot movie. Um, it's over two hours. Pacing is fantastic. It's funny. Um, it just it puts you in a good mood. Uh, you know, it's definitely one I would recommend to go see with the family. I give it four out of five moms. Wow, uh, was one I was anticipating. It lived up to it. Um, like I said, I don't want to get too much spoilers away, so you need to go see it. But I just think everybody's going to really enjoy it. Um, something to keep uh, coming out on Netflix this weekend uh, is going to be Kevin Hart's new uh, drama series, uh, True Story. Uh, he plays basically a he's basically playing Kevin Hart, uh, but it's about, it's got him and Wesley Snipes. Uh, they get involved in something or just trying to find a way to keep things under wraps so it doesn't really hurt his career. Um, there's more, a little bit more to it, but uh, reviews are coming out for it. Really good, really positive. Kind of in that vein of something like an Ozark. Uh, is what a few of them I've read. I'm really anticipating it to watch along with uh, football. So plenty to watch football and uh, sports and entertainment. So definitely get out there and uh, get to watching. Yeah, absolutely. And I'll tell you right now, I was not really – I didn't care to see the Ghostbusters movie, but I was a big Ghostbuster fan growing up. Yeah, you know, you telling me about it, I, I definitely want to see it now. So I am excited to see that. I love Paul Rudd. Definitely going to get out there and check that out too, maybe this weekend even. So, um, Antoine, you got any last thoughts? Um, 
Nothing too crazy. I did kind of. I know we don't talk about a whole lot of baseball, but uh, I did kind of want to read you guys something and you tell me what you think. Um, really quick. Well, never mind because I don't have it up. Right now. <laughs> what is, what is that? Uh, it was it was about the Hall of Fame. I think they announced some of the ballots, and I just kind of oh. wanted to go over it. Yeah, I, don't know. We, I know something we can't touch on in baseball, it. though. How about Carlos Correa, a uh, little uh, comment he made about Derek Jeter here uh, recently saying he didn't deserve any of those uh, gold gloves he got. He's not worth my Thomas time. Correa, I'm not going to bring that on my podcast. He should STFU. We have I'm nothing, tired of cussing, but he have, should STFU. We have nothing to say about that. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Yeah, absolutely. I will just say we'll get more into this, obviously, later in the year once – Golf season goes into full swing. Oh, no, the match. No yeah. pun intended. But we've got the match this Friday, Bryson versus Brooks. Can't wait to watch this. I've always been a big fan of the matches. I know they can get boring at, uh, at times, but ultimately they are pretty fun, and this is get a good little rivalry. I agree. But the big golf news was yesterday. Oh, yeah. Sir Tiger Woods Best. filmed Hit. swinging a golf club. Almost brought a tear to my eye. Not even kidding. Let's go. The king is back. He is back. And he will return. I can't wait to see the comeback. It's going to be phenomenal. And, yes, I do believe he will win again. If anybody can play with the injury is Tiger. U.S. Open 2009. 2009. Yes, sir. So can't wait to see it. But the king is back. So, well, that does it for us, guys. Get out there and follow us on social media. Uh, We'll be posting all our picks. Uh, in our Olympics. Thanksgiving, uh, you guys can vote to see who had the best uh, trio of uh, oh, it's Thanksgiving. Be me. Well, we'll see. We'll yeah. see. I, I like the homemade. I mean, going home to see Chicago. That that might get you there. It's but definitely not going to be me because uh, I mean, obviously I, 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 I'm I'm I the whole draft. So. My mom can cook. Uh, who else? My sister's going to be there. And my sisters are better cooked than my mom. Oh man! Well, there so you go. it's wow. going down. I'm definitely gaining 15 pounds. I might be uh, hopping on a plane with you if you don't mind. Yeah. That sounds pretty yeah, good. Come on, man! She, I'll bring some broccoli cheese. My mom likes you. She there said, you go. Yeah. So the, cu- the, gr- the grill greens <laughs> yeah. will be coming. So. Awesome, guys. Well, like I said, follow us on social media. We won't be here this Thursday, so we'll see you next Monday. But we'll have a lot to talk about. So uh, get ready. But until then, guys, have a great Thanksgiving, and we'll catch you later. Have a good chitty, one, guys. Chitty, chitty, bang, bang.